Welcome to Season 3 of the Armchair Athletes on CMRU.ca. We're here to talk the four major American sports leagues. Your favorite sports show on CMRU.ca, hosted by Terrell, Taylor, Clayton, and Will. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Armchair Athletes with Clayton, Terrell, Taylor, and Will. Alrighty, so let's get started. I think we're going to start off with the hockey today is what everyone agreed to. Mm-hmm. So, start off the hockey. Got the Crow Child Classic, which happened yesterday. The men's team won the Crow Child Classic 3-2 to in shootout. It was absolutely electric game. I know Will and Taylor, Terrell, were you there as well? I was at school finishing some stuff up. So, no, I was not. But I did see videos of it afterwards. Yeah. The vibes were high. That's crazy. Yeah. Crazy stuff. Absolutely electric. Huge win for the men's team as well. UFC, uh, the defending Canada West champions. So, and now your UFC was second in Canada West. MRU was third going into that game. They still are third. They've still got to make up a few points to leapfrog UFC but they've got two games in hand I believe they're four points back and they play on Friday at UFC so I'm sure that'll be a another barn burner between those two teams women's team lost two nothing so didn't get the sweep but it is what it is the women's team will go for their revenge on Friday and then of course both teams they swept the University of Regina last weekend absolutely handled them in those games I don't know I Terrell knows I want to give more thoughts on that game but I guess if you have our maybe watch some game film this week but <laughs> heading into next weekend so continuing on here but any final thoughts from the Crow Child Classic guys I honestly thought my voice was going to be toast for today I've I haven't screamed like that in a while yeah I, I agree it was it was good stuff though. It was pretty. Turns fun. out my voice is like. That. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like the Bouchard penalty shootout goal. Oh, that was <sighs> nuts. Yeah. Nasty, little dipsy doodle backhand. Damn. I was gonna say that was all the videos I saw were of the shootout afterwards. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. And that was nuts. Um, I mean, I think we dominated them low key. At least in the men's game, we had like forty five shots. Yeah, I thought the men's team absolutely deserved to win that game. And I, I was in the back of my head, I was like, man, if UFC like gets a. Like, just a fluke goal in overtime, I would be a little bit Well, and when we sat down, I sat down, and I was the first one there because my friends were all meeting me. It was 20 seconds into the first period, and we got scored on on our first shot. Yeah. And I was like, this might be a very long night. Because yeah. it was literally first shot, walked into the zone like a fluffy wrister that should be just a routine save, went through a couple bodies, and it went in. And I was like, this is not good. Yeah, this might be a very long day. And then we score, and then they scored again. And I was like, "Oh, we got to work harder." We scored. We worked really hard. We had the amount of times that the puck got saved off the goal line. MRU could have scored eight goals. The amount of like scrambles in front yeah. where it's like we were on the opposite end, so we couldn't see them. And then I'm just looking at the ref to see if they were going to wave it off because I can't see from that far. Then the shootout, the overtime was probably one of the better overtimes I've ever seen. Even though there was no goal in overtime, MRU went crazy in overtime. They had a lot of chances. And I was kind of sad that it went to shootout because I was like, my opinion on shootouts, it's not as much a team thing anymore. It's what goalie is good and what player, like, you know, it just doesn't give me that satisfaction of a victory as much, but, or, or a loss. I find it just kind of annoying, maybe because I'm a Canadians fan. We've been to overtime, I think, 36 times this year. So we just can never get it done in regulation. But, um, 
yeah, I just find it a little bit anticlimactic when it goes to that usually, but we clean their clocks pretty good in shootout. Two goals from two shots. And yeah. Then, and, um, and I thought yeah. the better team won the game too. Yeah, like, definitely. I maybe would have been a little bit disappointed if UFC had won in the shootout, but mm-hmm. I mean, that's just... I think, like, we talk about them doubling the shots, and like you said, Taylor, Carl Tedichuk, goalie for UFC, played absolutely outstanding mm. in that one. And I just feel like UFC didn't look like a second-ranked team in the country either. No, and I thought UFC... So after they get the opening goal, like you said, on that first shot, they go to the power play and didn't weren't able to even get set up, really. And at that point, like, if they had gotten a power play goal and you start start out the Crowchild Classic up to nothing. That's gonna be huge in the long run. Mm-hmm. And MRU has to now battle back into the game, but mm-hmm. they couldn't get set up on that power play. Great penalty kill work by Tristan Zandi from MRU. Did very good there. I would say that both teams kind of struggle on the power play a little bit. I feel like the MRU's third power play, I think it was in the second period they got a lot more chances. Yeah. But I feel like the first two penalty sh- um, power plays, sorry, for both teams were a bit weaker on the offensive side. Just a lot of passing around the blue line and not really taking any chances to shoot. Yeah. At least from what I noticed. But I don't know. That, that also means that they're the PKs are doing really well. Yeah. But um, I don't know. The nerves and stuff is a lot different, right? So it's yeah. pretty sloppy to start. The game was just a bit sloppy. It was a lot of just like middle of the ice turnovers, yeah. I found. Um but it was a good game nonetheless. Definitely was. And like I said, they each play Friday against UFC. And that's it for this weekend. Not sure who you can. Might have to look that up. But we'll continue on with the hockey segment, I think. Um, so we go from fun news to pretty serious news. And I, we have to mention this, I feel like, on the show. Yeah. We're not going to get... Details. I'm not going yeah. to speculate on the names involved. I was going to say, I think we're going to keep it about a status quo with every single organization that is involved and just kind of be like, we don't know as much. We yeah. know who has been involved, but we're not going to say it. And I think we're going to just give our very wow. little piece on it, but nothing Yeah. Nothing more than that because nothing has really been Yeah, there's been a lot, set of, in stone. lot of speculation on the names, and I, I've kind of followed it as much as everyone else, but... We do have to keep it a bit vague here, just legal matters. So, um, five members from the 2018 Team Canada World Junior Team were told to surrender to London, Ontario Police to face charges for sexual assault from 2018, or it was from the 2018 World Junior Team. I'm not going to spec, like I said, I'm not going to speculate on the names involved on this show, just a legal matter. Mm. London Police will hold a press conference on. February 5th that will share details on the investigation and I think maybe on a future show when more details do come out we can talk about kind of the impact that this has on hockey because I think it's not only impactful for Hockey Canada and the names involved but I think it's pretty impactful on hockey and the culture surrounding the sport which we'll talk about on a future show when more details come out so moving back, or moving on here, uh, Vegas and Chicago will each not be sending players to the All-Star game this year, to which I'm happy about. Uh, Eichel and Bedard now hurt, so replacing them, poor Kyle Connor and Vincent Trocek, who now have to go to the All-Star game in Toronto instead of going on vacation. I will say, though, Toronto did a really good job in their last sporting All-Star game. 
I would say Toronto Raptor, a Toronto 2016 All-Star for the NBA yeah. was probably the best All-Star weekend, I think, potentially ever. That's like the last dunk contest I remember. That was really so, good. Yeah. The game was very good. Um, actually, I don't know if it was the best game, but it was still quite good. Um, the skills competition, I think, was won by a big for the first time. I think it was Cat. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, that was one of the first ever skills competition won by a big man, which is cool. Um, I think overall it was one of the bigger, su- most successful um, All-Star Weekends. Obviously, it was Kobe's last All-Star Weekend, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, maybe it'll – I don't think it'll live up to that All-Star Weekend, but it seems like Canada knows what they're doing. So, it'll be interesting. So, I think – I think I'll save the All-Star rant till next week because it's the last show before the All-Star weekend. Like I've said, I'm happy for the All-Star draft this year. I think I said that a couple episodes ago now. But I just don't think the weekend's a waste of time. Mm-hmm. Aiden Hill returned on Tuesday with a 3-2 win against the Islanders. Hill had 40 saves in the win. The NHL save percentage leader back out on the ice and he's killing it already. Uh, to everyone's surprise, but mine. <laughs> Lane Lambert, speaking of the Islanders, Lane Lambert, he was fired as the Islanders head coach. Patrick Waugh was hired. I find this so interesting. So Patrick Waugh won the Mo- Memorial Cup with the Quebec Remparts in, well, they were in the QMJHL, but won the CHL Memorial Cup last year. And it really wasn't all that close. I believe like the final was a blowout for Waugh and the Remparts. So I'm not going to doubt that Waugh's a he- good head coach here, but he's, I will say, he's a total 180 from the Islanders' culture, which is very much like me and Terrell were talking about the other day. It's like the Yankees' culture where Lou Lamorello, the GM, is kind of a dinosaur, I'll be honest here, uh, doesn't like beards, doesn't like long hair, wants his players to be super professional to the point where kind of, ticks people off and Patrick was a complete 180 from that I believe he shaved his beard already but it's very animated on the bench especially during his last head coaching term with the avalanche I believe that was around 2014 if I'm not mistaken Oliver Shillington playing his first NHL game since 2022 for the Calgary Flames so good for him like to see him back out on the ice Corey Perry signed with Edmonton. Really ring chasing that guy. Yeah. He always goes to the team that's streaking. Yeah. And then uh, who knows? He's not very uh, he's not a very good luck charm. So, uh, yeah. sorry, Edmonton fans, but uh, might be the end of the road for you guys. Maybe means that Edmonton's going to be losing in the finals, I guess. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> uh, I'll just mention the other Oilers point here then that we got. Their winning streak's now at 14 games. And another team that's hot in the Western Conference, the Vancouver Canucks. They're first in the NHL. We've talked about them a lot on this show throughout the season so far. And they're just continuing to absolutely kill it. Points in 10 straight games have won eight of those games. And finally here for the NHL segment, pretty a piece of pretty cool news, I think. Brendan Brisson from the Vegas Golden Knights scored his first goal on Saturday, which ended up being the game winner against the Penguins. And it was against two guys that he grew up around, Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin. And the reason why he grew up around those guys, Crosby was his babysitter, was because his dad, Pat Brisson, is Crosby's agent. So I think it's pretty cool. That was a cool thing when I saw that. 
That's very interesting. Because I, I was, again, like I said to, in the group chat, that I was doing the math, and in some of those pictures, Crosby had to be like 13. Yeah, right? Because this Brisson guy is 22. They said. And he's 34. Yeah. So Crosby's 36, I believe. 36? Oh, yeah. I thought he was 34. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Either way, he was like under 16 years old. Yeah. Um, I believe. In any case, yeah, 36. So he is 14 years older than Brisson. Yeah. Which is pretty kind of is kind of cool. Yeah, they said – I think they said he was – so Brisson was three. Crosby was 17 in some of those pictures. That makes sense. Yeah, so um, – but, yeah, no, I think that's pretty cool. I think we'll move on. Where do we want to go from here? Do we want to save the NFL for the main event or yeah. are we just going to jump right uh, in? The NBA – Sorry, the NBA starters just got announced. Okay. The yeah. game, so we could do that. Whoa, 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 whoa. I haven't seen it. Well, we'll get Taylor's live reaction here then. I just saw them. It was like 30 seconds ago. Shams posted the tweet uh, about the West rosters. Um, it's just starters. I don't think the reserves haven't been announced. No, not oh, reserves no. yet. I think we both got the West wrong. Yeah. Player. Well, I, I had. Okay, well, should we just announce them? Let's go through them. You okay. go, Will. Uh, so for the West, NBA All-Star starters have been announced. Um, so in the front court, it's Nikola Jokic, Kevin Durant, and LeBron James. Uh, maybe I will. Uh, can I say something first? Because you guys are both LeBron guys. Hold on. Oh. I'll I'll finish it and then I'll let you say it. Okay. Okay. So I know you're gonna Jokic, say KD, LeBron. No, no, and no. Then no. In the back I'm, court, I'm saying something else. Oh, okay. In the back court is Luka Doncic and Shea Gilgis Alexander. Shea deserved it. Okay. LeBron, you said he wasn't going to be a starter. I did. I think, should he have been a starter? I don't even, like, put it this way. You guys know what my thing is about LeBron, but you know the outrage that's going to happen in the NBA if he's not a starter? Oh, no, because it's a legacy. He's in in LA and he's been an all star since forever. He's going to get in regardless. 2004. 2004 was the last time he didn't make it, and he didn't even make the all star team that year, which is kind of crazy. But, like, it's kind of, like it doesn't matter his season he's having he's gonna get voted into an all star game and it's he, like like he could not he could play twenty games in a season yeah. and he'll still be an all star sorry I, I said it was a legacy pick I feel like that's not the right no, way I to think say I'm, it I'm with you I, I think I, if I there was anybody it, besides LeBron James he wouldn't be a starter that's LeBron James maybe a starter pick he's he's an all star regardless but I I wouldn't no, call I it a legacy it, pick because when I think a legacy pick it's like Dirk and yeah. D Wade and yeah, LeBron's still having a great season. No, yeah, he's having a great season, but I don't know if he's having starters numbers. I mean, who would you put in? Who did you – did you have someone else? You had him in. Who, who did you have Who did you have? Who did you had? I had Anthony Davis. Oh, that's what I was going to say could make like, it over him. Like, Anthony Davis having his best season of his career. LeBron's having, like, his most efficient scoring season. Mm-hmm. Again, so but – It's kind of a toss-up. But I do agree. I think there were lots of guys other guys – Again, I don't think it, it should have been bad if he wasn't put as – like, if he no. wasn't a starter, I don't think it's a bad thing. Because no. it's like his stats. Yes, he's having a good season, but he's not having a a, a career year. Isn't he? He's what twenty? It's like twenty five seven and seven on. It's like just under forty from three or something. He's. I know. I'm just stats. saying, like the LeBron that we all know is not playing as like the numbers aren't as good as he's been when he's been a starter before. Well, yeah. I mean, it's just like. I'm just saying you got to give it to someone like Anthony Davis, who's having the best year of their entire career, whereas LeBron might be having the fifth best season of his entire career. Yeah. It's also, though, when you look at the Lakers, do you say that Anthony Davis is the best player on that team? I think he can be. This year, arguably. 
Yeah. It's 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 But I still think usually you have no. to you have to have an argument for him to be better than LeBron. Oh yeah. And so I don't think you can put Anthony Davis over LeBron. I, I think the, if there's any reason that LeBron shouldn't have made it, it's because of the lack of effort defensively, but how much does that matter in the All-Star game? Not, not at all. So. Not at all. I mean, now that they do the the go, like the goal to score, which I think is a really good idea, like every quarter you have to meet a uh, Are they a still certain, doing that this year? I, I think so. I think they, they still kept it. I know it's East versus West again, but mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they're still keeping it with the goal. Okay. If I'm not surprised, which adds an element of defense. Remember the first year they did it was the year after Kobe passed, 2020. Yeah. And it was probably the best all-star game quality-wise. In a while. Yeah, yeah in a long time. Probably since like the Jordan era when everybody tried mm-hmm. hard when they played. Yeah. Um. So I think they will turn up. Obviously, we've all seen LeBron is a good defender. It's just whether he tries or not is a yep. different story. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he's got to be the guy on both sides, so it's not going to be always 100% on yep. every night. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I just wanted to bring that up. Cause yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good point. I think I'll uh, do the East. Sorry, Terrell. I was just, just going to say I think that if it – regardless, it was going to be a Laker, and if it a Laker was going to make it, it was going to be LeBron. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think Anthony Davis does have a good argument for it, and him. he'll be an All Star. Yeah, he'll be. A, a yeah, yeah, I mean, like you can't you can't argue against Jokic, Jokic making it. No. Yeah, and Kevin Durant too. Like, yeah, really, yeah. the only one that's up for grabs is LeBron. And again, I think LeBron makes it no matter what. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I agree. Um, so for the East, the front courts, uh, there's Giannis Antetokounmpo, Joel Embiid, and Jason Tatum. I don't think any surprises there. The backcourt, I do have an issue with. The backcourt is Tyrese Halliburton. I don't think you have an issue there. Nope. Terrell uh, and Damian Lillard. Yes. You don't think Damian Lillard should make it? No. Who do you think should make it in seven? Not Tyrese Maxey. Maxey. I, I think would have Brunson. said Maxey. I think Brunson. I think. I think maybe uh, Donovan Mitchell. I, I think Trey Young. You think Donovan Mitchell? I had Donovan Mitchell. He's having a good year. I just. Again, I think I think the first two guys you said would easily make it over him. I think Dame's only in there because of the his box are it's so successful. It's name value. Yeah. It's that's the thing that's so tough about all-star games in any sport is a lot of the time it's not even how good you are as a player it's how successful it's a popularity it is a popularity obviously you're not going to pick Cade Cunningham to be a starter because his team is three and 50 yeah but like it's I think it's got to come to a certain point where it's like if you're playing that crazy like put it this way they did it right with Halliburton because I mean yes the Pistons have been very or sorry Pacers have been very good this year, but again, they're only four games over 500. Like yeah. they're not blowing the doors off. But um, he's also been having a historic season. Exactly. Mm-hmm. No, that's what I'm saying. So it has offense. to kind of balance out. Yeah. yeah. Right. Percent. Because there's some guys that are having better seasons on a team, mm-hmm. but not good at, personally. So I think name value too is important. Like I mean, Damian Damian Litter always pops off in all star games. Brunson could too. easily. Brunson no, easily, should have made but it. He could be a starter, but he's also. I mean, it's Brunson versus Lillard. Everybody knows who Damian Lillard is. He's iconic. Yeah, of course. I, I think. I think. Team. I think it would have been, could have been Brunson. I also really, I'm, I really like Maxi, and I think he's been having an unbelievable year. Yeah, I and I think he could be most improved. Yeah. Because he was averaging, I think, twenty last year, and now he's at the, like twenty six or something like that. Yeah, I'm looking at his stats right now. Twenty five point eight. Yeah. So like, as much as I'm a huge Dame fan, like he's probably one of my favorite point guards in the NBA, and has been for a long time. Mm. I think you guys are both very right that it could have gone to somebody else and I wouldn't have been mad. But then again, how much weight do you think this holds to be a starter in the All-Star game? I think 
very little to none, in my but opinion. Right now, I don't think it does, but I think if people are looking back on players' careers and being like, oh, he didn't make the All-Star game in Oh, no, year. I'm talking about starts. Oh, starts? Oh, starts. No, All-Star yeah. making an All-Star team, yeah, yeah, yeah. yes, that's a. I think it's still quite a big deal. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about starting in an All-Star game. Yeah, I, I, I don't like Giannis started an All-Star game two years ago, played for three minutes, and then sat on the bench for that game. Yes, I, I was looking at, like, just, like, making my list, looking at past players, and I literally had to, like, dig to find who the actual starters were. Every mm. site would just tell you who's an All-Star, not who's a starter. Well, and a lot of – I think that's also because of just the way the captain thing is working, that it's just not a big deal anymore because mm-hmm. they're picking from the starter pool. I don't know. I think maybe back in the day when it was – East versus West, and you picked a starter versus a starter, then it might have made a bit more of a difference. So but it is it, it it is back to East versus West this year. Yeah, I just don't know how the rest of it's working um, with the game format. If it's going target goal for points, mm-hmm. I don't see why it shouldn't. I think it has worked better. It's made the game a bit more competitive, like we've seen with like the Pro Bowl and NHL. It's like there's no goal yeah. for, the, for the game, so it no one's there to try. Uh-huh. Obviously, there's the whole thing about injuries and all that stuff, which is fair enough. But I think for value of the game, even if they don't try that much, it still makes the game a little more interesting when there's a target. Yeah. Because if not, we're seeing games that end 200 to 194. And it's like, okay, like, I I know you guys can hit a layup wide open. Yeah. Or shoot a three wide open. So at least when it comes down to the end of a quarter, it makes it a little more exciting. Yeah. But, um, and, you know, charity and all that stuff is good. Mm -hmm. um, So we've actually been proven idiots about our take about LeBron like being the questionable one because he actually is the captain of the West. Was that I, not I, just I, I, I think the captain goes to the vote getter. I think so, Because yeah. Giannis is the yeah. other one, right? Yeah. yeah. So usually the captain is just most Whoever votes. gets the most votes. And yeah. obviously LeBron James is going to be the most voted till he doesn't play in the NBA anymore. Yeah. And even then he'll get write-ins. <laughs> he, he probably will. <laughs> he will. They'll be like ever at the bottom and it'll be him. But... um but also, I think, honestly, like, if, when Bronny gets drafted, no matter what he's at, you know how many votes that guy's going to get for an all-star in his first ballot, even if he, he might not even play. Man, Zaza he, Pachulia was, like, best, top five in, like, 20 You know what I mean? Like, it, it, like the name, that you, the weight that you carry. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's people like Wen Benyama and stuff who didn't get a lot of votes, but, again, I think that's also market. Uh, I think I voted Wemby every time I voted. I would like to see Wembenyama be an All Star because I think I mean he's going to be in the Rising Stars game. Yeah, so that'll be an interesting game because the Rising Stars game is usually better than the All Star. I honestly like it better too. Like the year when they had Luca and Trey and that that year, yeah, Mm -hmm. that was a very very fun and good game. It's all the most athletic young guys. Yeah, Um, I mean it's only sophomores and fresh freshmen. They used to call it that. Mm -hmm. It's not anymore. It's team versus world or uh, USA versus world. Yeah, it used to be sophomore versus yeah back in the back in the oh man what was that. Dion Waiters and uh, Kyrie oh, Irving, Tim Duel. Hardaway Jr. That yeah, that was an yeah. elite matchup. Yeah, but uh, I like that game too. Yeah, I'm not as high as on the talent as much in this one. I feel like besides Wembenyama and like Chet, yeah, there's not as much like unbelievable talent in this one, especially because a couple guys are injured. Yeah, like Jaime Hawkins is injured right now. Um, I think. There's a couple other ones I can't remember off the top of my head that are just not playing right now. They're injured. Um, so I don't know how exciting of a game it's going to be compared to the past with the Zions and the Trey Youngs and the mm-hmm. Lucas and the, you know, Scotties and all those guys. So I think it'll be interesting to see if it's any good. Because mm-hmm. even, like, people like Scotty are in their third year now, so they're not avail- eligible to play in it anymore. So 
Um, I know there's supposed to be a G League team too, or a oh, next up game. They did that for um, the skills or the like skills, skills comp. comp and mm. stuff like that. So now they're too. making so there's going to be a celebrity game on the Thursday. Usually, I think is how it works. Then I think on the Friday it's uh, n- it's called the next up game. So it's all the all stars from the G League. Okay. I know Marquise Noel is actually leading the votes Ooh. for that. Oh, let's go. Nine oh five player. Which is kind of crazy, yeah. um, but so they're doing a G League game. I think it's just East versus West, but just G League players, mm-hmm. which is which is cool. Might mm-hmm. as well give some people some exposure. We'll get some Mac McClung highlights, maybe some Lance Stevenson highlights. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't know about how the voting is going for that, but I know I saw a graphic a while ago, and Marquise Noel was up in the top of the vote getters, which nice. is kind of crazy. That's good. Um, where was I going with that? Can't remember now. Anyways, uh, to bring it back into where we were talking, I think. With LeBron thing, it's like he kind of has to be a starter every time just for the value that he yeah. brings viewership-wise. I feel like it'd be quite the uproar if any of those top guys that have ever made All-Star games weren't starting. Yeah, it's like it's like a given. It's yeah, we're at the point where it's like yeah, like you said, is he's gonna the time he doesn't make an All-Star game is when he retires. That's like yeah, that's I don't think he won't make an All-Star game until he is actually yes actually like out of the retired. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like. He's going to make his final hurrah. He's going to be the most – I think this – isn't this the – for the record, he's the most all-star appearances now ever? Yeah. Yeah. It's he, this game? He beat Kareem. Yeah. Or was that last year? That 20. It's this year. This he year. Tied so he's last year. He's yeah, so he's now. beaten Kareem, so he's done that. Um, Been there, done that. It's kind of like – it's just a given. Like, you're yeah. not going to not take him. No matter yeah. how bad of a season he has, he's going to be an all-star starter. Yeah. Just purely off votes. He's going to be a captain, too, every single year because <laughs> it's just it's LeBron James, right? Yeah. And so, who else would you want to lead a basketball team? I mean, who's going to say has there's not a lot of <laughs> made 20 All-Star games? No, but he only he played like 14 yeah. seasons. So, uh, We could probably tie up the All-Star talk. Eh? It's not till February 18th. Yeah, so it's a bit later. We, we can go more in-depth. Um, I think we should, we'll talk about the events and all that stuff. And yep. yeah. we think it's going to win for all that stuff later on the line. We usually do that every year. We yep. usually talk about who is our winner and stuff for that when uh, that obviously gets announced. Mm-hmm. But... Um, I don't think there's really any surprises for the starters for East and West, really. Not really. The one, yeah, the one that was most arguable, I think, is Damian Lillard. And I yeah, think we did again. We talked. I, I don't that. think it's a bad player to pick. It's just no. maybe should have. There been were some else. guys that deserved it over him. But. Again, I'm also a big advocate for exciting players. I always thought West, Russell Westbrook is one of the most exciting All Star Game players of all time, mm-hmm. um, just because he he still tries really hard and the dunks that that guy pulls off and stuff. And you don't, he doesn't make All Star teams anymore because he's more of a role player now. But I always. I always like the exciting players, yeah. and I think Damian Lillard is one of the most exciting all-star players we've ever had, so I'm not mad, mm-hmm. but I think it deserving to Brunson or, especially with the way the Knicks have played this year, with, been, the, yeah. with the talent they have compared yeah. to some other teams. They've been on fire. Um, I think o- it could have been Brunson. OG's a difference maker. Um, I was going to say, yeah. Or Maxi, just because yeah. how crazy he's gone from I last like year to this year. That so. was, if there's an argument for Jalen Brunson to be in the all-star game, it's... He's doing this with Julius Randle as his number two option. So. Which Julius Randle's had a good year this year. The he's starting he didn't. The starting he didn't do well, and now he's playing a lot better. He had thirty yesterday. Yeah. But um, you're right. That if having that as your second punch, and then OG and Anobi as your third punch offensively, which is not his bread and butter, um, it shows how well Brunson mm-hmm. has played. Yeah, Brunson's been fantastic. Because who would I? I wouldn't have guessed Brunson would be a seventy-five million dollar contract player in the NBA I think when he came in. I liked him in Dallas. Me too. But, but not, I know, no, but I didn't think he'd be making top. Like uh, Jalen Brunson, I knew he was going to be an NBA player because he was AP Player of the Year mm-hmm. twice at Villanova, which is crazy in a co- very good conference. Mm-hmm. 
But um, again, undersized stuff like that. Wouldn't have thought it, and he's ended up being an all star in the mm-hmm. NBA. So um, yeah, I don't know. We can move on. But, yeah. If uh, I don't know if we want to move on to uh, baller of the week, which I think we all know who it is, even yeah. though it's not written down. Yeah, uh, I did write it down. Oh, you did. Uh, my exact words for baller of the week this week were: "It's time to put the hate aside and give him his flowers." The baller of the week for this week is Joel Embiid. Cannot be denied. Who else I mean, can he, be? he put up a 70 bomb the other day. I think um, the only person that gets an outside, outside shout, which will not ever win, Kat. is Cat. Yeah. yeah. But losing to the Hornets, that was scoring cool. 62 is pretty sad. That's on par with Devin Booker's 70 when he yeah. lost. True. Um, only scoring four in the fourth quarter, too, is actually crazy. Well, he, got still p- he got benched. He was super gassed in the fourth. He yeah, was, uh, he but was still. shot shocking a little bit. That's too. still kind of crazy, though. Yeah. To have that distribution. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, we can't. You can't deny Embiid's the baller of the week. 46 points a game, over 11.5 rebounds, four assists, steal and a half, block and a half, shooting 55% Someone, from the a, field. A big that's averaging a steal and a half is, in a oh, week yeah. is pretty nuts. Uh, won all three games. 46 mm-hmm. points per game. I mean, obviously, you're going to get up there with a 70 bomb, mm-hmm. but like, holy cow. Mm-hmm. Um, he's still averaging what thirty three on the year, thirty four on the year, probably uh, even higher. No, it's now it's, it's like yeah, no thirty six. I mean, it's skewed now because of the seventy, well. but it's probably gonna uh, by the end of the year it'll probably be around thirty three, thirty four. Mm-hmm. I uh, we when, don't have to get into MVP talks, no. but I don't know he, how much he, he competition could go back he's to get. back. Um, I was looking through just player stats this week or uh, to go into the baller of the week, and this week twelve players were averaging thirty. I was say this was a crazy week. Yeah, I saw another stat that from the starting of the NBA to 2022, there's six people that scored 70 points. From 2022 to now, there's already been five. Holy cow! That's an unbelievable stat to think about. There's been like whatever it's been 75 years of mm-hmm. NBA. There was 75 years last year, right? Mm-hmm. That was 2023. Yep. So 74 years ish of NBA basketball before the merger, um, and six people scored 70. And for a season and a half since, there've already been five or four. That's nuts. That's mind-boggling mm-hmm. to me. Like that's oh. crazy how how it's going now. Like that was such an rare. Like that was a, an anomaly for seventy-five years to now being like something that we usually see once a month. Almost it seems like. Yeah. Someone's storing sixty plus sixty plus once a month, and 50, 50 bombs are like nothing special really anymore. So five years ago. The season, uh, 2019, uh, there was one player who averaged 30 points a game. Can you tell me how many players are averaging 30 points a game this season? Ooh. Who was the one the last uh, last time? James Harden. James Harden? He was the only person to average 30. I mean, he's averaging 36 that year. That was Houston Rockets carry, yeah. though, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, P.J. Tucker as your second best player. <laughs> um, how many players are averaging it now? I know that there's at least three because I think— uh, It's Embiid for sure, Embiid, Jokic. Doncic. I don't think Jokic has 30. Mm. No, I think he's hovering around. Okay, so yeah, Embiid, Doncic. Giannis has 31 or something. Uh-huh. 30? Five? Four. Four. Who's the last so, one? So, uh, I don't know, but I looked it up. Okay. Now I forget, but 400% increase from five years ago. That's crazy. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's nuts. I wonder um, who the fourth player would be. Booker? Um, no. I'm just played enough. Shea. I bet Shea? Shea, yeah. 
I think he's averaging like 28. You oh, are correct, Will. Was it Jake? Oh, yeah. ding, ding, really? ding, ding, Was he 30? Like 30.2 30. or something? 31.1. Oh, really? And then just below is KD with 29.1. Which I think KD, by the end of the year, if he stays healthy yeah. for the streak, he'll be over 30. Yeah. Because, again, he ha- this is he's got weapons scoring now mm-hmm. with him, so he doesn't necessarily have to score 30, but it's still kind of crazy he's scoring 29.1 with Booker, who's probably scoring, what, 25? Um, and Beal, if he was healthy all year, he'd probably be a 20-point scorer. Yeah, at least so. Yeah, uh, offense, is, offense has boomed like crazy lately. I, I mean, a lot of that goes to rule changings and I, I was gonna penalizing say, I was, defenders. I was having this chat with my dad over Christmas about basketball and how it's changed. You can't. I can't count on more than two hands how many players there are in the NBA still that are defense focused. Um, I think the first one you think of is OG. OG. I Obviously, that was the first one that came to mind. But I'm a Raptors fan. Jared Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt, true. He's again, not a, but like someone that like does plays both regularly. Yeah. AD, I think, is up there too. AD yeah. again, but this year he's having Rudy the best Gobert. offensive season he's had ever. True. So I think yeah, like it hasn't. Uh, yes, he's a gifted defensive player, but I think this year you could count as offense. He's being well, I think too. But yes, I would say them three for sure. Mm-hmm. I think like PJ Tucker barely even scrapes. Yeah, PJ Tucker. Ten minutes well, a game. The, not that it's guy the skeleton anymore. of PJ Tucker out yeah. there now. Yeah, I mean back in the day, yes, maybe. But like, I think there's if we really, really, really thought about it, we can maybe pull up six or seven names. Well, I, whereas back in the day, there was three on each team. I think it's just that scoring has increased so much, and that you can't be a liability on offense anymore because yeah. then you can't get on the floor. Because like you if, said, Vanderbilt. Yeah, literally, if you don't play defense but also have an offensive game you're a liability mm. and like I'd say Drew Holiday he's he's also more than capable offensively yeah. I know but I'm just saying like people that are their their bread and butter is defense that's Mark, what they yeah, came sure. in on Marcus Smart I think honestly yeah. like Wemby to this point could be that as well mm-hmm. but again Wemby's had had a couple unreal games Oh yeah no I'm just saying and I think by the end it's said and done I don't think Wemby'll be known for his de- I mean he'll be known for his shot blocking mm-hmm. but I think his all said and done, if everything goes well, he'll be one of the better centers scoring-wise maybe yeah. in yeah. NBA history. I think as of right now, he is more – he's better, far better defensively than he is offensively. Yeah, but I, I, again, it doesn't take much. No. Right? I thought Scotty Barnes was quite – I thought Scotty Barnes would be that guy, and now I think this year we've seen that he's very, very, very capable offensively. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I think, again, it'll switch as well. He'll be a capable defender, but his offense will be what shines and makes him an all-star potentially. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. Is – People, if he's making the All Star this year, it's not because people are like, "Wow, he's playing really good defense." It's because yeah. he's scoring, mm-hmm. right? On a team that's struggling, he's kind of carrying. So, it's kind of crazy to me to see how many people, how it's changed. There's no Gary Paytons anymore. There's no, or very like yeah. maybe actually, Smart. <laughs> yeah. there is the sequel to Gary yeah. Payton. There is, <laughs> but like player wise, yeah, no, I don't like Gary Paytons. There's not really any like you know David Robinsons. There's no. Or Dennis Rodman's. There's not like yeah. that's not a thing anymore because you could Dennis Rodman wouldn't be able to make the NBA anymore. You no. need to be able to score. You need to be able to shoot from outside. You need to. Be, it's so crazy to think how the NBA has evolved, even in ten years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who's Who's the big in Utah? Is it Walker Kessler? Yeah. That's another dude that'd be up there for yeah, like defensive players. True. Again, but I wouldn't. Uh, that I wouldn't have came to my mind. Yeah, no, that's fair. But he, he's like up there in blocks per game, I think. But like Giannis, because he's because he's been defensive player of the year before. Yeah. But again, he's so good offensively that. You it's don't think basically equal. a defensive guy. Brooke Lopez. Draymond Green, yeah, but I can't even talk about that guy right now because it's just yeah. he's not even playing. 
Um, he just gets in trouble all the time. Yeah. But in his prime, he was a very, very good defender. Yep. And I think that's still what he brings to the table for Golden State because he's not a good offensive player no. if he is playing. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I would say there's max 10 guys that I could think of mm-hmm. that are known for their defense. You just you just can't be on offense is mm-hmm. really all that it is. You can't, you can't be a negative on offense because then the way – I think – defensive like philosophy maybe has gotten better so that if there is one guy that can't score he's like totally eliminated and then you have five guys on four and that just it makes like scoring so much more difficult but it's crazy how some ben like simmons defensive efficiency defender. defender true but i think he's just not great at anything anymore yeah he's <laughs> good at but sitting on a bench great yeah at getting paid um but like defensive like efficiency stats if you looked at the 1980s, everybody's probably over 65% because not a lot of scoring, a lot less scoring. Mm. Now you see teams that are like, they score 150 points a game, but they allow 140. And it's like Atlanta Hawks are a prime one for me. Like there's non-good defensive teams now, which back in the day, there was not very many teams that were not good defensively. Stat-wise. Yeah, yes, there's worse than others. But like the team that would have probably been in 30th in 1990 would probably be in the top 10 now. Or maybe top fifteen now, defense as a whole, because defense was preached way more. So, I don't even know how we got talking about this. Um, do you guys want to talk about the Bucks? I was gonna say I, 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 just, I, 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 I actually completely forgot what we were talking. I about. actually yeah, want to jump in with the Bucks okay. because, like it says here, how are you sec? Why would you fire your coach when you're second I have, in the East? I, I think it was. I was talking to my roommates about this. I it had to be of something he did wrong. Yeah, there's it's absolutely their no. Their They're defense is horrible. Yeah, their defense is horrible, but still at thirty and thirteen, like I don't know if you should be. That should be yeah, your first no, thing. Yeah, no, coach. Reports were saying he lost the locker room. Yeah, and lost is, lost Giannis, which is that's the biggest. But thing. I also thought a thing, thing on the score that Giannis was surprised about him being fired. Mm. I don't think that's true. I think it, Giannis, I saw it on the headline again. It could be. Giannis says, "Oh, I'm shocked." Um, <laughs> hold on here. No. John, Giannis what? surprised by Griffin's firing. Uh, well, he was caught off guard. He said he admitted he was caught off guard by the Milwaukee I didn't Bucks think decision. I asked for him to fire him. I didn't think it would happen that fast. Yeah. <laughs> just so do I've got now. to trust the front office. I've got to trust the ownership group and consider the bigger picture. So, so they are now in the Raiders position where they, they're still paying Bud, are they not? They are. There's, so they'd still be paying Griffin. <laughs> Look at what he, he said here. He said, however, the two-time... MVP denied any animosity towards Griffin. He said, I love that guy. I invited him to my wedding. Mm. So maybe that isn't actually what it is. Um, It could have been something. It could have been loss of locker room, which I find very difficult considering you're 30 and 13. Obviously, your team is still playing well. But again, we had it as Raptors fans. Dwayne Casey got fired after winning coach of the year. That's true. Which is another unbelievable thing that happened. And I think. Wasn't. Wasn't Dwayne Casey fired because they couldn't get over? They couldn't do the yeah. It was a hump. They couldn't players. get over the hump, and then the year after is kind of funny because he won the championship with the, with Nurse. With Nurse, yeah. But do you, do you think uh, the Bucks firing Adrian Griffin and then hiring Doc Rivers will get them over the Dude, hump? It's I think so that's funny. I think that's the most hilarious thing because he's won one singular time in his uh-huh. entire career. Again, he's a Hall of Fame coach. It yeah. says here that he's signed until 2027 Which for is $40 million. astronomically I, think, I thought long. he should have been signed for $31 million. I thought he should have been signed for twelve on a one-year deal. Give him a chance. Do you, do you guys understand? The why, reference why there? $31 million. Yeah. Oh, oh sorry, I, I, I understand. 3-1. Three, 3-1, one. Three, one, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm excited for the Bucs to match up against the Sixers in the oh, second round. I think it'll round. be a great, a great year. 
As much as I don't like Philly, I don't love Milwaukee really either. <laughs> Finally, Doc Rivers is going to help Embiid get to the championship yeah. round. Yeah, <laughs> but I will say I would. It wouldn't be. It would be kind of cool to see Nick Nurse win another one. Yeah, oh, I yeah. wouldn't mind that. Were I'm were the Bucks not like? Were they not candidates to get Nick Nurse before he went to Philly? Like, I think I, there was quite a few teams interviewing. I heard that uh, the Pistons were a big one back in the day because they had fired Dwayne Case and they were trying to get Nick Nurse, but I think Nick Nurse ran away from that. Cause well, they signed Monty Williams to like the largest coaching deal in NBA history. Just but go. I'm pretty sure he was in the running, and I think it was just post-Nurse oh. s- signing with Philly that they ended up going for Monty Williams. Yeah. Well, I think Monty Williams is a very good coach. I just think. What do you do? You've, you've lost it now. Like you've, what, you, what, you can't coach that anymore. Yeah. Like worst thing, you finish with 15 wins on the season. Like yeah. Like best case scenario, it's either either way you're looking bad. I think Monty Williams is a very capable coach with what he had. He had a good run in Phoenix. I think he got kind of sh- shafted Scapegoat. a little bit too. Um, I think he probably could have stayed and it wasn't really his fault. But a lot of the time it isn't always the fault of the coach. It's just you have to make changes and you can't trade players. And that's so. that's the thing with Adrian Griffin. He got put into such a tough situation. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously you're going to coach this team that's a great team and has championship aspirations. But they also traded a lot of their guys and switched up this roster, brought in a new star. Yeah. and It's a lot to adjust to. And I think he did an absolutely fantastic job. And he's a first-time first time coach. First-time coach being 30 and 13 Head being fired. Yeah. First-time first coach halfway through the regular season and you're getting canned. He was it's like, sad. He was like the third. He had the third um, shortest tenure. So we have to take a break at 6 for a oh, newscast. For a newscast. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I was going to ask. I think we should do the basketball songs countdowns during mm. the NBA set. Right now? True. I, do we have anything else? I think we should just finish with these because then it'll take us to the last 10 minutes and then they'll do their newscast. And then we can come back and do that. Doc Rivers, kind of crazy. Don't think he should have been the guy. Although he's a good coach, I just think he doesn't get any success in the offense. If uh, wasn't wasn't the reason that they got rid of Bud in the first place is that they a uh, lack of playoff success? Well, he won a championship the year before he got fired. That's true. But, like, they got, they got dunked on by Miami first round last year. And yeah. I feel like... No, it's true. It's true. I think you you eventually get rid of people because you have struggles, and yeah. you just have to make a switch. And um, it's it's also that I they didn't have like the assets to bring in uh, new players, and mm-hmm. you have to if you have to make a change somewhere, then it is that head coach. Mm-hmm. Um, it happens all the time, every sport. So yes. it's this one is just a more surprising one because you are having success, which yes. is just. Usually that means there's something that has happened in the background that nobody knows about that's controversial that lost them. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Anyways, we can move on. Um, going back to All-Star quickly, did you guys see the All-Star jerseys? I just searched yeah. them up. They don't look ho- awful. They don't They're look awful, bad, but, but pretty boring. We were looking at them in class. They look the exact same my, as last year. It's just a different colorway of 2019. Yeah. My thing is, like, All-Star jerseys are tough to design in any sport. Yeah. Because th- if you think about, like, the NHL ones, you have a logo on the jersey – that's not meant to be a jer- uh, a logo that's on a jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, it's mo- meant to be more of a corporate logo mm-hmm. than an actual hockey logo. Which we were also talking about this, and it shows in the brackets here. Why don't the NBA going back to the East wears their home jerseys of their own team and the West wears the away jerseys? It's so much cooler. It's so clean. They're, I mean, and All-Star Game jerseys used to be sick. Yeah. Like the 90s with the purple, oh, the blue, yeah. with the chili pepper. I have that jersey. Unreal All Star jersey, um, 
there's been a couple very, very good ones. And then they had those couple years where Kobe was the younger guy and they were playing in those. I mean, I know sometimes it's hard to track because there's all the – especially the, co- the the home jerseys. They're all different colors, so it's yeah. a little weird to get. But I think it's kind of cool. The uh, I mean, realistically, the reason why they make jersey all-star jerseys every year is because then it's more, jer- more yeah, jerseys so. to sell. So I just think, like, they're, nothing's fancy. You no. could you could buy the one that's fifty percent off from last year. It's a different it's color, a but it says the exact same font, the exact same thing, and ninety percent of the players are the same people. The other, yeah, that's the other right? is like who is who's buying? Like unless games? you want to buy a Tyrese Maxey jersey because you're a Tyrese Maxey fan and it's yeah. his first year in the NBA All Star game, fair. I but like a, you could buy a Luca jersey from last year, that's probably half price. Mm-hmm. It's not I, much different. Yeah. I, I got a Mark Stone All Star jersey on clearance for sixty bucks. So there that you was, go. That was a good. Deal. Yeah, but like, I feel like the it. NHL ones, they usually change a lot more. From the one from last year to this year is completely different. Yeah. Right? Whereas the NBA, it's like... They, there's not a whole lot they, of change. The, there's no star in the middle this year. It's like a different... No, there is a star. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, I don't... Anyways, either way... It's like a star with the NBA logo. Mm-hmm. Like, not a lot of difference. They put the logo... They put their last name under the number instead of above. Again, don't know why they do that. Switch but the colors. Switch the colors up. The warm-up jerseys are kind of weird. They're split down the middle, half blue, half red. And it's like opposite. So like the red leg is here, but the... Red. Oh, so yeah, it's, like yeah, it's yeah. like kind of opposite. It looks like an old school zip up tracks thing, but uh, I mean, it's simple. It's not ugly. It's just safe. I just like they have to realize that ninety percent of fans like the like vintage sort of aesthetic and jerseys more. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand. It's why true. Like you see people like buying retro jerseys way more. Why yeah. can't they do a cool retro feel? Yeah. Maybe they'll do that. I bet you they'll do something crazy for like the hundredth year of the NBA. They'll probably do something really cool. This is the last year of the Nike deal for jerseys. Ooh, so so it'll also be weird to see who, who gets the NBA jerseys next year is going to be crazy. I Amazon. Mitchell and Ness. Amazon? <laughs> I don't Amazon s- Prime. Mitchell and Ness? Potentially. I honestly sweet. don't see... Anybody challenging them besides maybe Adidas? Adidas. Fanatics. Dude. I don't think their quality is good enough. Yeah. But they they got the money. They got the NHL jerseys. Yeah. I thought it, NHL was Adidas still. It. This is the last year of the Adidas. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, so they're moving in. Um, I know. There's like there's a couple leagues around the world that are new era, which I find weird. CFL's new era jerseys. Yeah, that's true. Um, but I think it's Nike, Jordan, or... I mean, it makes no sense why it wouldn't be Jordan. Yeah, because Fanatics has more money. I know, but it, like, you know what I mean? Like a basketball player's brand, it makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah. Like, like it would be sick Adidas. It, like, like it'd be sick if it maybe, was Jordan or Mitchell and Ness. I think. I mean, like Under Armour's not going to do it. I no. think Mitchell and Ness would hit the NBA jerseys out of the park. Yeah, probably. Oh, I think so too, and they could make some cool retro stuff. Their niche is also just taking old stuff and making it revamping new, it, updated, yeah. but maybe they would take on the challenge and do a good job yeah but again there's not a lot of other brands out there that have the capital to be able to make that kind of splash in that big of a league because you know the nba is going to be wanting some quality and wanting money oh yeah to be so i don't, I don't see why the nike contract wouldn't just get re-extended the, either but the one thing that i really hope gets changed in this next round whether it is with nike or somebody else is to like leave the like city editions and stop having to release new versions oh, of jerseys man. every like few seasons. Jerseys aren't iconic anymore. No, it's, it's a new thing every year. No, like some jerseys you think of and you think of like a certain player in that jersey, mm-hmm. like Vince Carter with the vintage Raptors jerseys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's just not possible anymore because the jerseys are getting changed every two years. Yeah, it just doesn't work. Yeah, 
I don't mind in New Jersey for a, a, the odd team, the odd time, but the whole NBA getting in New Jersey every year is getting a, getting in New Jersey and then also having to retire other. Like I understand, like okay, say next year for example, I, it's probably not true, but say the next year is the fiftieth year of Pistons. Yeah, give them a jersey, sure. Yeah. Or the Raptors thirtieth anniversary, give them a New Jersey, sure. But we don't need to have everybody getting a New Jersey every single year. No, I think for 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 anniversaries for teams, or I don't know, maybe if. Something happens where, I don't know, they change the colors up completely and they're rebrand completely. Obviously, you got to change that. Like the Jazz this year. Yeah. I think it should be that they aren't obligated to change their jerseys every two years. No. Well, that's and obviously the NBA does that because, like we said, with the all surgeries, they want more More sales. sales, Yeah. So they want people to buy the new jersey every single year. It's like buying a new phone every two years or whatever. The the issue is is that. I think every like teams are already running out of jersey designs because from mm-hmm. like the first introduction of the city jerseys, they were like they were so good, they and were then awesome. this this next like this the newest round, you, the vast majority of them are just you go terrible. from the Miami Vice like some pink, of the most iconic jerseys, and, yeah, and you got the Heat culture jersey, yeah. yeah, like the like the Spurs like the Fiesta jersey, oh, those like are those clean. are sick, but then they can't wear them anymore, they the, aren't in their rotation. The Milwaukee Bucks cream city, the cream jerseys. city. That might be the last iconic jersey mm, ever. Ever. Like I don't. I'm usually a fan of all the Raptors. I don't think they've ever really gotten any wrong besides this year's gold ones. Never. They're not, not bad. And they aren't I don't terrible. mind them. They're not terrible, yeah. but they're definitely not their best. No. I mean, they do, last year's they gold do the dinosaur. Black and gold, like every. The gold year. dinosaur was cool. Yeah. The first ever OVO ones when they had the little owl on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For the Drake night, those were cool. Yeah. And then I have, when they I have first made the change, the diamond Raptors was cool. Yeah. But like. I think they're right. Like they used to be some of the better jerseys in the NBA, and I think it's just like, yeah. The one that I will say was underrated was those Toronto Huskies jerseys. Yeah, oh, those are. Th- I was I'm thinking just, shiny blue shorts. Dude, I just think a bald, like sha- clean shave Jonas Valanciunas. Oh, really, I Ooh. think a Demar Derozan. We're gonna have to take I a was, break here. Okay. Uh, yeah. Just a quick newscast break, but we'll be back in about five minutes. Folks, we're back. Brief news. Uh, we didn't hear any of that, so hopefully that was interesting news you just heard. If you're still listening. Um, we need. To, we got some more talking points in the NBA, Clayton. Um, oh, I was Do you want to say something? No, I was oh, talking okay. at you to talk. Okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> we have a few more points for the NBA that we want to go through. Um, and I guess the first one we want we can start off with is uh, that Terry Rozier trade to the Heat. Yeah. I think that is huge for Miami. So what? Miami Enormous. got Terry Rozier sent away Kyle Lowry in a first. Twenty twenty seven first, I think is what yeah. it was. And I think Lowry is going to be rerouted. He, oh, he I'd be shocked yeah. if he stayed. There's no chance that guy sits. Toronto. Sit, there is no chance that guy's sitting in Charlotte for his last couple no. of years. No, I need a Kyle Lowry Charlotte Hornets jersey. That's like Tony Parker. Don't, I was just gonna say yeah. Tony Parker. A little bit. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, he's already said in multiple press conferences this year that he's gonna retire as a Raptor. As a Raptor, whether yeah. it's a year, uh, whether it's just a one day. One day. We'd be happy to have you, Kyle. Yeah, for a day. Yeah. Maybe, I don't, yeah. We don't need to fill up the roster with someone that's forty, but. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Hey, honestly, who knows? At this point, our season's having we're having. Maybe he comes back and just pops off like game seven or game six, Kyle Lowry. Oh, yeah. true, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. That was I put that in there, even though it's like nothing super special. But it's uh, not crazy. But I thought the I thought the Terry Rozier trade is that's huge for Miami. Terry yeah, because you're getting someone that's great, like 27 yeah. or 28 with, and with yeah. playoff experience. Yeah, good, good, hard nosed guard, and that's that can like come off your bench. I think he can start for them, and I think I think so too. But that's like the one thing that they're missing is like a 
like a, just a bucket getter. Yeah. They have Hero and they have uh, Robinson, but Terry Rozier can kind of make his own shot. Mm-hmm. I think Jaime Hawkins is going to be up there for them too. True. I also am very high on Jaime Hawkins, but as you guys know, I think he will be a bucket getter. Um, but yeah, it's just a, another just super solid guy that's five years younger than the yeah. other guy. So um, it makes it makes a ton of sense mm-hmm. for Miami. Mm-hmm. I'm honestly a little bit shocked they didn't have to give up any more. I guess it's just. Charlotte doing it so they can get off the just send Kyle Lowry somewhere else and or buy him out and get, get rid of that money get a and first then out of it. and then yeah and get a first in twenty twenty seven so I think it's I think it's just huge for Miami and then for Charlotte I think they're just saving some money so it's not mm. a big deal mm-hmm. Terry Rozier obviously isn't helping you win more games because you're Charlotte and you're losing anyways so you might as well get something for him while he's there mm-hmm. um, but yeah I'm excited to see how that works out for Miami because I think he fits in well there mm-hmm. um, and then this last point. Yeah, this might get into a really long conversation, and it doesn't have to. I just put it in here because the other night we I saw that OKC is now back in first place in the yep. Western Conference, and I just threw it out there. You guys think they could actually win an NBA title this year? No, no, yeah. Um, I didn't think so either. So I was hoping there would be someone that said yes, because then we can have this argument. <laughs> like, what is what is the like? Could they? Yes. I don't think they're going to beat Denver though. No. I don't think they have the the playoff experience although obviously the regular season is completely different than any other time they're to me they're very reminiscent of like the grizzlies a few years ago and then the kings last pelicans pelicans last year well i'm just thinking like young team that has a high seed yeah it's like yeah oh it's true pelicans were like 13 seed. you're too young you're good but it's i think if they keep rolling into the playoffs i think they can win a couple rounds i just think you get to the finals against Maybe Philly, maybe Boston. Boston. I think even you get to the 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 Western Conference Finals and you hit Denver, and I think that's going to be a that might be where it ends for OKC. Chad Holmgren's going to have to go absolutely ballistic if he wants to hold Jokic down. Yeah. Um, They're a fun, fast team that could shoot well. Shea Gilgis Alexander. We already talked about him. He's having an unbelievable season, but I think they're one. Like they're a super like one big piece away yep. but again i don't know if they want to do that because that means they're giving away picks and they are an unreal drafting team at least in the past couple of years yeah but they also have so many picks they have they they're really gonna have to trade some they just if they want to make that next obviously this will be their first real smell because they're not so they're not going to make it because they might think hey we're yeah. first in the west we're obviously playing well they're going to go for it i think without making a trade yeah and then see where they get to and i think next year if they if they win a championship this year then fair but if they don't I could see them splashing for someone big because I could see someone wanting to play with Shea and those younger guys. Like a power forward, I could. See I could see, up. like, honestly, I kind of thought Siakam would be a good fit there. I yeah. thought so too. But um, again, a lot of those young guys, I don't know if the OKC wanted to part with them. Cause I, they've, yeah. they've, no, I don't. Because they've grafted those guys into very, very good players, and they have chemistry. They've got unreal yeah. chemistry. Like to have one of the youngest teams in the NBA. Um, playing this well, I think they're just going to wait on the whole veteran thing. Yeah. Um, if they don't win, and then they'll get someone in their early 30s, I think that will be a, a score for them, mm-hmm. and then we'll see. I don't know who, but uh, yeah, we'll see. I think they're covered at guard and they're covered at center. I yeah. think they just need that small forward, power forward mix. I, I don't think they even need small forward. Jalen no, Williams. Jalen Williams is good, but again, like. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Power forward, and then it makes just the it just makes your options more limited. Yeah, yeah. I just 
I think those. I think if there's anybody that should get some shine, some love on that team, it is Jalen Williams, because mm. that dude is like so insanely efficient, mm. and he's starting to see an increase in field goals per game now. Because I think they are realizing that hey, this guy can shoot the ball pretty well. Game like winner the other night. Pardon? Mm-hmm. Game winner the other night. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think you're starting to get so much more attention on Shea mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that he starts to carry a little bit more of a load. It's nice to have a second option like him that. Mm-hmm. Can do well, it on all and three Chet Holmgren averaging twenty points a game. Oh, I was yeah. gonna say, and then Chet as well. Yeah, I think Chet will be a super, super good player in, this, in the NBA. And who knows, he could end up having about the same career as Wembenyama, in my opinion, because they're basically pretty similar. They're, I'm excited to see this rivalry through, like yeah, the next uh, again, years like Wembenyama's team has to get considerably better to start making it a real rivalry. Yeah. Um, but again, we could see a Spurs that turn into an OKC because OKC was real bad a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, they tried the whole super team thing with the Paul George, Carmelo Anthony, Russ situation. Didn't work out. Got rid of everybody. Got just picks after picks after picks. Were bad for two years. And now they're they're really good. Maybe San Antonio. They got the coach. Mm-hmm. They don't need a new coach. No. It's like it's like to me. It's like Bill Belichick. Like you're not really getting any better pedigree wise. You're just he doesn't have much to work with. Mm-hmm. I don't ever. I. It's a little different than Bill Belichick because obviously we know that whole thing. We'll get into that. But um, Pop is kind of just like, you're getting what you're getting. Mm-hmm. It's just you have so many young guys that have never like had that leadership role that it's tough to win. But I think if they draft well over the next couple of years, they could potentially down the road in a couple of years be like OKC, a young, fast, good draft pick I, team. 100%. I, I think I can see that. I think the difference is, is that San Antonio doesn't have like a superstar that they could trade like the – Thunder did with Paul George, mm. which is really how they started like that whole rebuild. Yeah, I know they didn't get a lot for DeMar DeRozan, if I don't recall. I don't think so. It wouldn't have been a ton. It wouldn't have been as much as the Paul George trade, I can tell you that right no. now. Um, but it's just that they kick-started their rebuild by getting like a very high upside young player in Shea, mm. and obviously that's panned out, and then mm. a bajillion draft picks. Mm-hmm. And they've every single draft pick they've picked has been they keep successful. Those, yeah. So... so. I think we could probably end it on there. Yeah. I think they could potentially be a contender, but like Terrell said, if they come up against the Nuggets, they're going to have to play their best. Yeah. Obviously, injuries are a huge thing, too, because mm-hmm. that could completely change the series. But you can't account for that. But you can't account for that. So, so moving on. Yep. So, we, I challenged you guys last week five best basketball oh. songs. Uh, I told you two the one song that I had in my head. Well, it was like a not really basketball song, mm-hmm. but then I've got another song where it's like, if you guys don't include it on your list, I'm going to, like, if I don't hear this song on any of your guys' lists, I might explode. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, it's not on mine. I can guarantee The, the it, one so. that's not really a basketball song, but I associate it with basketball. Okay, so one you want us to go Grown first? Ups. And Oh, that was the one you said if we don't have it on our list? No, no, no. 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 I, I've got, I'll wait. I'll wait till your guys' lists are done. Okay, you can go first, this. and I'll then go you first. go last. I feel like I should go last because I'm really not setting a precedent here. Uh, mine is completely. Do you want me to go first then, guys's. Will, or do you want to go first? Yeah, I can start out. Okay. okay. Um, I struggled a little bit to find a uh, like a guideline to my picks, mm. so I kind of went like half, half like basketball songs, like obviously about basketball, and half like songs that are important to me mm. from when I played and mm. that I associate with basketball. Mm. <clears throat> I'm going to start out uh, with the song Basketball. 
I'm playing basketball. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Because it has to be on there. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, My second song is 2K Banger, So Fresh, So Clean by Outkast. Yeah, that's that's iconic. Mm -hmm. Uh, Third song, I Wish. I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a ball. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No Um, copyright. Yeah, sorry. He's just singing it so well. Yeah, exactly. Um, (laughs) My third song, Down Bad. Uh, from Revenge of the Dreamers, Dreamville, mm, yep. mm. Uh, banger, and my last song, Uproar by Lil Wayne, the mm. Armchair Athlete Season mm-hmm. Three theme song. Theme song. Man, that one came out completely over my head. That, I could have picked see, that. Yeah. That's what I thought you were gonna say. That was a low that's, hanging that, fruit. That, that was the one that I But I'm glad was your pick. I'm hoping that none of us have the same songs. Okay, that make I, it a little more interesting. You're not. I mean, Will and I, I don't could have picked any other songs. Will and I could have the same one, but no, we don't. So I think we're. I don't have a same song yet either. So we'll see. Let's hear it. Um, so for my number one song, I based mine on like Will half me playing basketball warmups, and half was mostly 2K driven because I used to play 2K a lot. First one, NBA 2K 14 or 13 soundtrack, Shook Ones Part Two, Mob Deep, Unreal song. Banger. That's yeah. the title song. Yeah. Like when he comes in, he's dribbling the ball between his legs. Yeah. Um, that one just like right that when we first thought of this idea after the show that was literally first popped in my head is yeah. literally the animation in my head and that song. Next one, uh, this one is probably one of my favorite Jay Z songs and it's a bit underrated. On to the next one, Jay Z and Swiss Beats. Okay. Do you guys know that song? I don't think so. I'll play it after the show because it's copywritten, but it's quite hype. You guys will probably recognize it. It's in the 2K game as well. I can't right. remember. I think it might have been 16. Um, third song. Jumpman, Drake and Future. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That has to be easy. there. Yeah. Like, that was the first ga- song that, like, I listen to in warm-ups all the time, and it's just it's kind of a basketball song. Um, next one. This one is one that I wouldn't listen to in warm-ups. I listen to pre-game, like, in my earbuds going to school oh, to play. Oh, I just thought, it, yeah. Is 3500 by Childish Gambino. Oh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. That one gets me going. Even though it's more of, like, a fun, like, dancey song, um... I don't know why I used to always get hyped to that song. Final song. This song will forever get me hyped, I think, for life, is Rise and Shine, J. Cole, off mm, of okay. the first album. And and Side we said story. before, we easily could have had all J. Cole. Yeah. I think there's five very solid picks for J. Cole and off also, every album. I'm you could pick one from every album. It could easily be five Drake songs. Too. Easily five Drake yeah. songs. I try not to do more than one Drake song. Yeah. You could pick two off Drake and Future's album. Oh, easily. Yeah. I could have picked Where You At. Oh, um That's another one. I I have a future I have a future one that I'm thinking of. Okay. So either way, Rise and Shine J. Cole is my last one. He's my favorite rapper of all time. Yep. So that's just like if me and my friends are in a car and that song comes on, the windows are being rolled it's down and we know every single word. <laughs> so uh that one that one is crazy. I'm getting texts just left and right. Zach <laughs> sends me a text, he said, Rise and Shine, baby. So um <laughs> You know it. That's the uh, that's the, the the classic boys song. We always listen to that song. We're all big J Cole guys. Um, I think my list is pretty valid. We all have different reasonings. I think. Yes. Yeah. But uh, I like those it. are again. I'm forgetting probably 500 songs that I would probably put in this list before. I'm gonna say a couple um, honorable mentions, mentions after Terrell. Okay. Go ahead, Terrell. Okay. So my rationale is a little bit different i was the first thing that came to my head was my favorite lines regarding basketball or nba players in songs and then the first one that i thought of when i thought of that were there were two i thought of the jid song dance now yeah 
uh, the lines, let me bear it all when I'm telling God. You know, I'm a rant when I talk to John. And it's oh. like, bear. Uh, that went over my head for so long. I'm a rant like oh. John Morant. Well, Dude. it's like the whole um, John Morant, I'm on my grizzly. The, oh, the J. Yeah. Cole line yeah, yeah. in uh, right. whatever that song was. Dennis uh, Smith Jr. stays solid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. That, yeah, that we could have picked 60 songs that have like names of basketball players in it so or many, whatever. Yeah. I was just, these ones off the top of my head were the ones that I was thinking of. The One of my favorites uh, is Red Dot Music, Matt, Mac Miller and Action Bronson. Yeah. Where Action Bronson says, I fixed the game between Kentucky and Miami of Ohio. And I think it he might have actually done it, which I just thought was funny because then he said it in a song afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, next one up, we got some, there were so many I could have picked that are just, dudes from michigan that make music the first one i thought of is uh baby tron with air tron and it's just a whole song of basketball references the one that i had to pick was squat on my back but it's cool i'm clutch's brawn of course <laughs> i have to pick that one there's like there's mj there's so many there's mj there's cream and then there's like a bunch of just obscure ones mm-hmm. um you have denzel curry sumo giving out bricks like i'm shack at the free throw <laughs> hmm. that was a good one for me too that's a madden song right uh sumo Ah, oh, dude, I don't. It could be. I haven't played Madden in forever. No. It released in like twenty. Isn't that like Cook It Up, Gourmet? Yeah. No, it's no, no that's, that's different. That's a different song. That's a Denzel Curry song, though, right? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. Uh, and then final one, we got another Michigan dude. We got Soda Baby. This one I just it made me laugh when I first heard it. It's Soda Baby Mobsters. Uh, he got muscles for no reason. Eric Bledsoe. <laughs> and I thought that one's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the the future song that I was just thinking of because you th- brought up Drake and Future is. The future song is March Madness, cause yeah. Although I would say that's not as much of a it's not as much of a basketball a hype song, song, but but it's called it's March Madness and it's future, so it's getting yeah, played. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. So those are all the ones that I you had. did to go a different route. I did. You that's went songs I, with lyrics. That's why I didn't want. I don't go know first. if any of those songs I'd pick to play in an arena when I'm warming up potentially. Some I think dance Jid, now dance, dance now, now could go. Sure. Yes, I think. But sumo like, could go as well. Sumo, I think some of the Sada Baby ones are more like the bars are what you're, mm-hmm. you're there for. And I don't know if that, when you're warming up. I'm a to, vibes guy. It's got to be the beat yeah. as much oh, for yeah. me. Well, Airtron is, it samples the, I'm playing basketball. Oh, so that's through. why that was one of the first yeah. ones I thought of. So, yeah. Nice. But I always think of it like when I'm playing is yeah. the music part yeah, as much as the lyrics. Whereas if I'm just listening to music chilling, it's you're lyrics. Thinking of lyrics. Yeah. yeah. But I understand your rationale, and that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Anyways, Clayton, you said that there was one song. I'll wait for the honorable mentions okay, first. My, okay. my honorable mentions, uh, well, the one that like hit me as we are talking was Shooter by Playboy Cardi. Because mm-hmm. like, I know every word to that song, and yeah, it so gets good. me fired up. The the unreleased second verse. Oh, Rocket, yeah. Oh, it's so good. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, another honorable mention, Know Yourself by Drake. If you've ever watched the Vince Carter documentary, yeah, that's like the intro music, mm-hmm. and like I'm thinking about it right now, and I got goosebumps. Uh, An- another Drake song for me, "Little Quieter But Snaps" at the end is, um, oh my goodness, I'm forgetting the name right now. It's off of "Nothing Was the Same." Wow, that's sad. Uh, okay, I'll find it right now. I was gonna Hold say on. I I want to I wanted to just say one more because. Mm-hmm. I had one off the top of my head that wasn't uh, basketball related, but it was baseball, and it's another uh, Babytron song. But he says, uh, sliding through the city, city with a 30 like Ordonez, and it's a reference to Maglio Ordonez, who played for the mm. Tigers from, like, 97 to 04, which is just, like, the most, like, random. Like, he wasn't, like, a fantastic <laughs> player or anything, but it it just made me laugh Mine so was much. Tuscan Leather, Drake. Yeah. Mm, okay. Do I get to complain now? Okay. 
Okay. Yeah. There, there's another baseball one by uh, Action Bronson, Rookies of the Future. Have you heard that? I don't think so. Listen to it. It's, okay, it's I will. Really good. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So good lists, all three of you. I want to say. Let's go. I, I especially appreciated the uproar pick. Had to. Yeah. Had to. Of course. But you guys are forgetting a song. Uh, and it's Clayton, sh- I know you're tasting music, and maybe we just don't. It's like, the Chicago Bulls entrance. Oh, I was going to say that. I was going to put that one in there, but then I was like, I would never warm up to a Chicago Bulls intro. That would be kind of crazy. There's a remix of, so it's the intro music, and it has no words, right? Mm-hmm. And so over top of the music is uh, Alan from The Hangovers, like, uh, monologue about being like a wolf pack. <laughs> it's electric. It's electric. Okay. But I would say, yes, that's an iconic basketball song. Yeah. It's just n- something I didn't include because I wouldn't warm up to it. Fair. Yeah, no. That's fair. I I guess understandable, though. I guess. Understandable. Everybody's got a different, like, yeah. That was everybody's just, got a different idea of what a basketball song is. I was kind of thinking last week, I'm like, man, do I know any basketball songs? And then and the, then first, the first, one first one that came to mind was that one. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's true. That's an iconic warm up song for any sport. I'm just laughing at how deep of a pull it would have been to say, uh, the Chicago Bulls warm up with Alan from the Hangover monologue over yeah. top of it. What, you haven't heard <laughs> that? You haven't heard that one? <laughs> Yeah. Um, no, that's a fair one. Do you have any other on your list? That was kind of it. Maybe maybe a personal pick because I've only ever played, I think, the one 2K game that my brother had. was uh, They had Livewire by Motley Crue on there. Mm. And I don't think it's actually a basketball song, but I no. like this song and it's on a 2K but game. But if it's so in 2K, yeah. Oh, <laughs> 2K so many valid. iconic 2K songs. I don't I know. Had, like, uh, Am I Wrong by Anderson Pack. Mm. That was on like 2K19 or something. And that mm. was okay. awesome. Yeah, there's just there's a lot of songs that like I'm forgetting at the moment, but I know I'll be like laying in bed tonight and be like, oh, yeah. oh man. that one is so yeah. good. What's, what should we do for a another like- Childish Gambino song? Is um, off his oh, shoot, what is it called? Um, I'm so bad with names of songs, and then I'm really good with names of songs. It depends on the day. I want to um, ask you guys, what's the list for next week? Who's mm. doing it? What are we doing? I we had, had talked a little bit last week about this. Yeah, I had oh no, it's not a few in my head, and of course I'm forgetting them now. But the one that I am remembering is my top top five least favorite sports fan bases. Okay, and you can pick from any of the four that we talk about here, because um, I remember seeing a video about just someone hating on Dallas Cowboys, and I was like, that would make a good list. Just my least favorite sports fan bases. Um, do it next week. Okay, we can do that one yep, next week. That'll be a good one. Be uh, the other song I had was uh, Lupe Fiasco, Jump. Yeah. yeah. You heard that song before? Yeah. Yeah, it's a good one. I'm um, not, I will say I don't want to make a list for that because I, my opinion is there's bad fan base. Like, there's bad people in every fan base and there's good people. Yeah. But I know that you're going to kill that list. So. I would say toxic fan bases. There's there's some that you can definitely point to, and I think everyone would universally agree that they are worse than others. Even people that would say there are good people in each fan base. Like, there are some Yankees guys I follow on Twitter. <laughs> I don't like the Yankees, though. So, No, there's some people that are good about their takes oh, that yeah. they have if yeah. they're a fan of a team that I don't like. Yeah. But, but yeah, so we can do that next week. And if, you know, if yeah, if you don't want to make a list, because... Although I would say, like, I'm a Canadians fan, and some of the stuff that we come up with is pretty toxic. Pick your own team. But we've been (laughs) around for a long time, and we have a lot of enemies. That's true. And we've seen a lot of stuff in 115 years. So 
that's like there's don't get me wrong like there's toxic golden knights fans the ones that were bullying robin leonard a couple years ago mm-hmm. and that were the cult we called them the cult of flurry because even though robin leonard was absolutely killing it in the bubble um i think he had like he was one shutout off of the record for playoffs and they were still like we want flurry we want flurry it's like if the if the knights had scored two goals a two or, or at least like three or four goals a game like three goals a game they would have won the cup but mm-hmm. Because he was playing that good, but yeah. of course, you know what? I'm glad that Flurry played the Golden Knights when they played the Canadians, though. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. glad he made a lot of mistakes. Um, Flurry's agent now has me blocked on Twitter. <laughs> the second, the second beef of this show with uh, me. So. We're starting them up, and they're both on Twitter. I guess I'm there trying to think of other <laughs> good lists we could do. We should do this off air, and we should just get through everything yeah. and um, we can have this discussion. I think I've have I have a couple um, Chell songs at least. From my standpoint, I'm putting up zero on that list. Uh, yeah, I'm putting up. We gotta all have some. Like I would say, FIFA songs for me, but none of you guys play FIFA either. That's, so that's like, why I think worst fan bases can apply to everyone at least a little bit because we are all gonna have a list regardless mm-hmm. of sports. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we should. I just want to move on to the MLB and get through this quick, yeah. Yeah, so that. then we can finish off with the NFL. Um, obviously, the big news in the uh, MLB this week is the Hall of Fame vote has finished, and we have three new inductees. Uh, Adrian Beltre, who got in on his first year in the ballot, same with Joe Maurer, and then uh, Todd Helton, who was in his sixth year on the ballot. So, if this was okay, if this was a, a show we were recording online, there would be some choice words I would say, and I have some written down here. Um, the Hall of Fame ballot voting process in the MLB is not good in the way it's currently constructed, in that. Some people who have votes just simply don't deserve them, and then it completely screws up the legacy of some uh, players. Uh, the guy I'm thinking of, and I think that everyone would think of in this conversation, is Gary Sheffield, who was on his last year on the ballot, and uh, I think was at 68%. You need 75% of votes to make it in. So he didn't make it, and now he's no longer eligible to make the Hall of Fame. Um, I mean, his career stats, uh, 2,700 hits, 509 home runs. 14 players have done that in MLB history. And then if you throw in his 200 stolen bases, that list moves down to six. Um, But we'll stick with 14 just for the sake of argument. So eight of those 14 have made the Hall of Fame, and two of them that have hit that mark uh, just haven't been uh, retired long enough to make that, and that's Miggy and Pujols. So they are guaranteed. So pretty much 10 of the 14 players who have hit that uh, 26, 89 hits, 509 home runs have made the Hall of Fame. Um, The guys who didn't make it now, are Barry Bonds, who obviously didn't make it because of the steroid scandal. Alex Rodriguez, again, steroids. Uh, Rafael Palmero, um, again, just didn't quite make it. Um, and then now Gary Sheffield. The biggest argument against him would be his defense because he was just like a god-awful defender for the entire time that he was in the MLB. However, David Ortiz made it, and he was a DH and a god-awful defender and also did steroids, so that kind of throws that argument out the window. Um I don't think they should. I don't know. My opinion is, Garrett. Never mind the steroid stuff. Like Barry Bond should be in. I think. And that's uh, yeah. That's Sheffield should be in for sure. That's the take. There's that a couple I had. guys that it's just like, can we just it's, forget about that? It's like, whatever. Not even that they should let everyone in who did steroids. Is that they need to have like a firm stance on it because Bonds didn't make it because he did steroids. David Ortiz did steroids and he's made it. And Bonds is objectively like one of, if not the greatest baseball player of all time. And for him not to make it, I think is, again, it's just a horrible look for the Hall of Fame and makes me take it even less seriously. 
And now obviously we have, um, I was considering not just naming names on this, but really there's one guy that really made me want to talk about this, and that's Marcus Breton, uh, who's a, again, has a Hall of Fame vote. Didn't vote for Gary Sheffield, and his reasoning was that he would vote for him next year when he was on the ballot. He didn't know that Gary Sheffield is on his last year on the ballot and has a Hall of Fame vote. So clearly he's either just dumb or doesn't care about the sport. And regardless, whichever one it is, he shouldn't have a Hall of Fame vote. If you're so, like, out of it that you don't understand a guy is on his last year on the ballot and you don't vote for him for no other reason than that, just doesn't make sense to me. Um, and then I saw it a lot again with this year with public ballots where guys would have players on uh, the previous year and then in their ballot this year take them off, which also doesn't make sense because why would you put someone on the year before and then take them off if they're retired and haven't played for however long? It's just it's a it's a stupid system with stupid people voting and it just like ruins the legacy of certain players. Um, I don't know how the Emily fixes it. I guess you just have to do more vetting on the people who are voting. Um, and start taking away people's votes because at this point it's kind of a joke that some people have made it. Uh, a guy that should have been a lock and should have been in in his first year is Billy Wagner, and he's going up. I think on his he's going on his final year of eligibility next season. So if he doesn't make it, then again that's just another blight on the Hall of Fame for the MLB. Really, that's the only thing I want to talk about is just that we have stupid people voting in a stupid system to send people to the Hall of Fame, and it just really doesn't make sense to me. So that's it. We can move on to the NFL. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll start with picks. Yes. So last week I said that the Texans would beat the Ravens. They did not. I said that the Chiefs would lose to the Bills. They did not. I said the 49ers would beat the Packers. They did not. Oh, wait. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Let's Ooh. go. Cutting it close, but they did. They, all, they, they almost didn't. Yeah. That was a very close game. And then, of course, the Lions beat the Buccaneers. Um, that one I was, I think, probably the most confident in out of all of these picks was that one. I, I thought even then I thought it would be a close game. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, I think I was most confident in 49ers. But yeah. that was a very close game. Mm-hmm. Um, this week's picks, I'm, t- I'm listen, after struggling through the first two rounds, I'm going with the safe picks. <laughs> No upsets. I, I think the Ravens are going to beat the Chiefs, and I think the 49ers are going to beat the Lions. I can do mine next. Um, victory lap here, 4 for 4 last week. I said it in the video if you didn't see it on uh, Instagram. I said you can book it. Book you know? it. I went 4 for 4. My picks were obviously Ravens, Texans. I had Chiefs over the Bills. I had 49ers over Packers, and I had Lions over Bucks. Um, and then this week for the championship round, I'm taking the Ravens over the Chiefs. I know it's like I said it before where you don't want to bet against Mahomes in the playoffs, but that Chiefs game did not inspire me, and I think the Ravens are just better, so I'm taking the Ravens. And then 49ers-Lions, I'm taking 49ers, but if there's any time that I would like to be incorrect about a pick, it is this week. I hope the Lions can win. I just don't think they're going to do it. Um, My last week, I went 2-4. I did literally the exact same as Clayton. I picked the Texans over the Ravens. I uh, just thought... The Ravens were an unconvincing one seed. They won. Um, Bills, I really wanted the Bills to win. I'm not a fan of the Chiefs. And, again, it was just another classic Bills choke, unfortunately. Um, I picked the Niners to beat the Packers, even though it was close, and then I picked the Lions to beat the Bucks. And, yeah, that was the last two games were good. 
this week, I'm going ballsy, boys. Ooh. I'm oh. picking both underdogs. Ooh. Oh. I am picking both Jeez. underdogs. I'm picking the Chiefs to beat the Ravens purely off playoff pedigree. I could just see – I said it last week, and, yeah, I was wrong, but I just think it will happen again. I think Lamar makes a mistake, one, one, one too many mistakes. And although the – I just think that the Chiefs had a pretty off, efficient offensive week last week, one of their better offensive games, even though that we've all clowned the, the offenses of the Chiefs this year. They did have a pretty good game um, against – a. I mean, yes, a somewhat banged-up Bills defense, but still not a poor defense. Um, I I don't want it to. Ha- I, I'm going to preface this: I don't want it to happen. I'd much rather see two different teams in the in the finals, but I'm I'm picking the Chiefs just because I could see that happening. And then my Super Bowl pick is the Lions. I would love for that to happen. That'd be so cool for yeah. a team that had not won a playoff game in like 30 years to win a Super Bowl. That'd be probably up there with like the Cubs for baseball, I think. Mm-hmm. Just like a legacy, like a team that has gone, a city that's gone through a lot of really, really bad teams um, to win would be really cool. Although I think the 49ers will probably win. I'm going bold and I'm picking the Lions. I respect it. Yeah. I, respect I don't even it. care. If I go for two, I go for two. I hope the Lions win. If <laughs> I go over two, I go for two. I don't care that much. It's two games left. Like I've lost a lot of picks this year. I might as well go ballsy. And. And if you're correct, especially on the Lions pick, if you're correct, that's the biggest victory lap of all time. I was gonna say if I go two for two this week, picking both underdogs, boys, you can yeah show up with pom poms and I know. would just I would it would just be also be cool to see a Ravens Lions final because or sorry a Chiefs Lions and then Lions win. Yeah. But as much as I don't want the Chiefs to win, so I won't be upset if the Ravens win. I would lo- the biggest victory lap for me would be the Lions to beat the 49ers. Yeah. First game is like I wouldn't be mad either winning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I don't. I would rather the Chiefs lose. But I'm just gonna pick both underdogs because I think it's kind of funny. Okay. okay. So makes sense. Done. Nice. But uh, last week I took the Ravens over the Texans. That hit. I took the Bills over the Chiefs. That nearly hit, but it did not hit. Uh, I took the Niners over the Packers. That was good. And I had the Bucks over the Lions, which didn't happen. Baker threw a last second pick, and they didn't call a timeout. Uh, this week, I'm right there with you, Taylor. I'm taking the Chiefs. Just, I'm I'm done betting against Patrick Mahomes because he'll break your heart every time. Like as much as everybody, I like at least that I've talked to, just doesn't really want to see them win, him win again. I no, I don't. But like I get boring. I, I know you're a Patriots fan, Will, but I got kind of bored of the, oh, Tom Brady and the Super yeah, Bowl fair year, enough. Too. And I'm bored of the Chiefs, but they just they never leave. They're always they did not have right a good season. No, on they, their in their. Their their dynasty, as we should say, this was their weakest season they've yeah. had since Mahomes has been in the league. And yet, besides still, the year that he came in the last game when Alex Smith was still there, and yet they're still in the AFC Championship. Like, yeah, like I just, think you just you come up to a point where you just expect it now. Yeah. Screw it, I'm disrespecting the Chiefs. That's fair enough. <laughs> fair <laughs> enough. Too. I will continue to disrespect the Chiefs. And That's I fine. I just you can finish. Well. Super Bowl right. will be Chiefs <laughs> Niners. That's my pick. Um, Do you I, think the Lions fizzle out? Yes. I I think no. the Niners have to play better defensively this week. That they have was, to do everything bad. better. Yeah, I was going to say, if they have a game like last week, I don't see why the Detroit Lions yeah. can't win. That is Will, I hope your crystal ball is completely incorrect here because <laughs> if I have to decide between a Chiefs-49ers yeah. Super Bowl, like I thought last year was bad Chiefs-Philly, 
This would be like even oh, worse. So much worse. Are, are we talking boycott here? Like, are you I, only tuning in for like, halftime? Like, and I just want to clear it out here by saying that those are the two deserving teams if they make it. I'm not. Chiefs. No. Chiefs. Niners. No. If the 49ers make it, it's because they paid the refs or something. They have some fake but, reason why they made it. Uh, I I don't know who I would cheer for. Maybe like Chiefs. When they played a few years ago, I cheered for the Chiefs. You guys hate the Niners that much yep. that you'd rather see the Chiefs yep. win again. Yep. Listen, a That's few crazy. years ago that when I— Well, I guess you guys have a reason to hate A few years ago when the Chiefs beat yeah, the like, 49ers in the Super Bowl, I was cheering for the Chiefs, but that was before they won another Super Bowl and became the most annoying team in football. I have multiple reasons. I will not survive if Brock Purdy wins the Super Bowl. <laughs> that will be the end that of would me. be the biggest I'm him moment. Though. Although no, it's although it w- no, it wouldn't although, because he fluked by this week. He did not deserve that win. Gonna, and we'll oh, we'll talk man, about although that. Although McCaffrey would hilarious. probably win MVP over. Him. No, hang on a second. I haven't been hating to the same level as to, I've even pointed out when Brock Purdy has had has had good games. He did not deserve that win this last week. And anyone who's giving him credit <laughs> enough. He got carried to that he's victory bad. again, but we can. Everybody also says that he's gotten carried through the whole season. He yeah. got carried to that victory, though. <laughs> I, I Both did. of the things can be true. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Like you know what? Okay, you know what I am. I'm a fan, and uh, I'll put it in hockey terms because a lot of people hate the Boston Bruins. I can also reside that the Boston Bruins are miles better than the Canadians. And I think that's the same with Seattle and San Francisco. I'm not doubting San Francisco, though. I'm doubting Brock. So I, I just have to, like, I'm a fan who's like, I have my team. I have my favorite team. But I'll just take the L this year. Yeah. I can't do it. I'm sorry. I know. <laughs> that's crazy. See, but, like, I just I could just come to reality and just I'm be like, not, you know what? Finish. I'm not. It's not even that I hate. It's not like I'm a, like, Brock Purdy's the worst quarterback in the league. I think he's, I think he's good. I think he is a good quarterback. But he like someone compared Flip him to it. Joe Montana on Twitter this That's week. That's crazy. And See, like, no, yeah, obviously there's crazy stuff, but that happens a lot. I'm not, I, again, I'm not saying that Brock Purdy's the top five quarterback in the league. I don't think he is. He's lucky he didn't get picked off three times as in this he had last some bad throws. There, yeah, there's a couple. I'm also saying ones. that he's not. I'm not also not saying that he's not being saved a lot by the talent he has. It's not his fault he's got a really good team. Yes, Again, it is. They took, a, they took a gamble on him, and he got lucky. He got in the starting lineup, and he played, and he ended he, up okay. being good. He fits the exactly what San Francisco needs to do, and he does it perfectly fine. He's an improvement on Jimmy Garoppolo by a long shot. He is just – he got, like – he was elevated so much to, like, in MVP conversations, and I never had an issue with him being, like, a top – like, even, like, floating around that top 10 range because I think – the production and what he does on the field kind of lines up with that. But him being in MVP talks was just just did not make sense to me. It's and I didn't agree Again, with but it was also a year where there wasn't a quarterback that, like, blew the doors off. And, yeah, I think Josh Allen still is a better MVP than him. And I think I think so, are. too. But I think there's nobody that's like, oh, my goodness, this is MVP, run away with it, nothing. I think Lamar, yes, it probably will be him. But I would say this has not been the best MVP race in NFL history. I'm sorry. I don't think it's been. In, I don't think it's been insane. I think quarterback play as a whole has been down on the year. Again, look at how many quarterbacks are injured this year, though. That too. Yes. Like there could be so many guys that get sat on that have been sitting on the sidelines since week six with injuries that could have maybe been an MVP. Yeah, like Joe Burrow was looking great when he came back from that. Exactly. Calf injury. He got back from that calf injury and he was unreal. And then he got injured again. Like they would have been in the play. They would have been in the playoffs for sure if Joe Burrow. They didn't almost injured. made it with Jake Browning. So exactly. So it's like there's so many guys that got injured that could have. That could have maybe but, done it. But then there's so many guys that didn't get injured that didn't do it. 
Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. Mm. Like, oh, there's people that had down years. Yeah. And I think it was, yeah, there were a lot of injuries and there's a lot of down years. And I think Lamar didn't put up like the absurd counting stats or anything, but I think he is so valuable to that team. Yeah. He I think it's just crazy too because he, I don't know if it's just Harbaugh, but when they're beating a team, he gets sad. He, like, I had him on my fantasy this year, and it happened at least four times where he didn't play the fourth quarter. They're just like, didn't play. So his counting stats. They'll never be crazy. No, because and, he doesn't play. Like, they're so conservative with him. And So uh, he doesn't get injured. Gus Edwards also has a lot of one-yard touchdowns. So he took a lot of – I mean, if they were doing, like, <clears throat> like the passing yards and all that stuff, you got to skew it because he didn't play as much. Yeah. Right? Like, it's yeah. just like they'd get up by 20 points with 15 minutes left in the game, and he'd park and it'd be Huntley. I mean, you can you can just you can just like if you watch a uh, Ravens game, you can just see the value that Lamar has to that mm. team, and especially this year, I think he he's shown his arm talent even more than he, most yeah. He's too. been nuts as a passer this year. Mm-hmm. So we'll go in uh, divisional round players of the week here. There are a few again for offensive that I went through: Lamar, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, and then Jameer Gibbs. Um, I mean. Really, it's it's up to you guys to pick it. I have these four guys picked out. And I felt coldest pitcher of the playoffs. That was Jameer Gibbs stiff arming for the touchdown, staring at the camera. Did Jameer, you guys see that? Jameer yeah, Gibbs had a yeah, great game. Yeah, yeah. Jameer I don't know. Gibbs I think Jameer playing. Gibbs has to be the the he's going to be the wild card for the for the Lions if they have any chance to beat San Fran. Yeah, I think he has to have the game that he had last week for them to have a chance. I think Amon Ra has to have another unreal game. Mm-hmm. I think Goff he has a pedigree to do it more than Purdy does. I think we could see more a complete game from Goff than we will see from Purdy. I will say. But like we said, though, the 49ers run defense, very good. It has been. I know. It, that's what I'm saying. If Jameer Gibbs has a game than he had last yeah. week, the, the Lions will win. Yeah. I think it's – and especially with how, like, close the Packers played the 49ers. I know. And the, I would say the Packers, on paper, are worse than the Lions. Yes. I, and it, that just really makes me – Like, really receiving made me, room, running backs. Yeah. Like, it's crazy how – Tested the San, how much testing the defense got from San Francisco's mm-hmm. side with a much worse on yeah. paper team they had to play. Whereas this week they're coming up against a better team and basically all assets on offense. Yeah. And if they play anything like last week, I think. It, yeah, it could be. Like Brock Purdy has to play better. Like he just has to. And I think the defense has to play better too. Oh, absolutely. They did not play well against a team that I think many people, if they're looking at it on paper before the season started, would have been like, Third place in their division. They were they're a missed field goal away from being knocked out by the seven seed Packers, which, which is, is crazy. Yeah. And I think the Lions handled the Packers. Yeah. If if the if the Packers did beat San Francisco, I think the Lions beat the Packers. It's for sure. Mm-hmm. So I think Player of the Week. You could give it to Jameer Gibbs. I'm tempted just to give it to Patrick Mahomes because obviously he played well and had the win. Josh Allen again in a losing effort played fantastic. So mm-hmm. really there were a lot to go with. I don't know. Do you guys have like one? I, I think Jameer Gibbs gets it. I think Patrick Mahomes had a really good game, but I think like. I still wouldn't say this is his best playoff performance he's ever had, and I think Jameer Gibbs this was his best playoff performance yeah. he's had, and yeah. I think he just played well. I'm always I, I don't like always going for the quarterback every time. Too. I feel like that's just a cop out pick all the time. That is why I when you see a running back go off yeah. in a in a big game, I usually lean towards more of those type of skill players than a quarterback because a quarterback's like, yeah, the ball he gets the ball every play. Mm-hmm. I will say so. I agree with your defensive player of the week. It couldn't have been anyone else. No. Um, so if we want to go Jameer Gibbs offensive, defensive, I have Dre Greenlaw. Like that is – it's really like indisputable. He was the um, one big bright spot on the defense that yeah. struggled yes. last week. Easily. Yeah. yeah, obviously that tip pick and then that just horrible throw from Josh Allen – or Jordan Love that he picked off. Um, I'm and then, to think of another good defensive player that had a good week. There really weren't a lot of counting stats. 
Um, um, Drake I would Greenlaw. say that uh, Gardner Johnson didn't have an awful game. He had a yeah, pretty he good had game. That, he had that again, one big tip pick. But I, I, I would say, again, like counting stats, yeah, you're not. You're, you're not, not beating, beating this. Drake Greenlaw, Two picks, uh, six tackles, a tackle for a loss. So, or sorry, eight total, six solo tackles. Um, Hamilton from Baltimore had a pretty good game. But again, nothing like unreal. Mm-hmm. Um, new section here. For the players of the week, we got our DoorDash drivers of the week, and folks find a new career path for these guys. Anders Carlson, just because your brother can kick a football doesn't mean you can. That missed field goal was brutal. And then Miko Hardman, I mean, I'd be shocked if he's even like active next week for the Chiefs. Honorable mention, Tyler Bass. Yeah, I yeah. think you can't put Carlson. I feel if you don't bad for Tyler Bass. Carl. I will say that Carlson's miss is way, way worse. worse. Way worse. Mm-hmm. You see the wind well. when mm-hmm. Tyler Bass had to kick? Oh, and yeah, this, he aimed that at the left goalpost. Yeah. <laughs> and and the the situation, I think, was way worse because Carlson hits that. I think there's a much hot like, Packers easily could have won that game because that completely changes what the 49ers need to do because mm-hmm. they obviously they did end up scoring touchdown regardless, but it changes their whole philosophy. Um, whereas the Bills, let's say Bass hits that, and I do have this for my points. Uh, for this Bills-Chiefs game. Bass hits that kick. Do you trust the Bills defense to stop Mahomes with a minute 40 and two timeouts left? Oh, absolutely. No. Uh, no. We've seen it already before. They exactly. did it with 13 seconds. They're going to do it with a minute 40. That's what I mean. Yeah. So, Although, who knows? It, exactly. But, who knows? But Especially if, with the way that some of those receivers have been playing this year, I it's a lot well. bigger shot that they do not do it. But. Mm-hmm. When we get to the Chiefs game, um, Isaiah Pacheco, I thought, had a big week too yes mm, he yeah. was up there for me as well that would have been another guy non-quarterback mm-hmm. that could maybe got but i think jameer gibbs just had a ridiculous yeah game. yeah he was not so i mean we already started talking about bill's chiefs who might as well just stick on it um the i think josh allen got a lot of blame especially on that uh, last throw to shakir that he he missed it for being honest i know but i think he's not the issue there it's never him it's no. never been him since he'd been in the playoffs and lost to the chiefs no he's own three and he always gets a blame. It's never him. It's, it's always it, been something else. Yes. One time it was the rules, which honestly I think that game could have gone on for another hour and a half. Yeah, like They were just both playing so good that, that they both would have scored touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, they would have both would have scored touchdowns three or four more times. Mm-hmm. So that's an, an L. That's not his fault. Mm-hmm. I think the last game, kicking tough. But again, I don't think you can put that much blame on Bass. Like you kick it and it's just the, the weather. But I, I was going to say, if you're looking for someone to blame, Stefan Diggs. Oh, was horrible. Yeah, Good yeah. lord! For, for for how much talking him and have, him and his brother have done, and taken shots at Josh Allen on Twitter, mm-hmm. for him to now have that performance in the playoffs—that's an awfully bad look. Not even, not even. I think both brothers are overrated. Just the playoffs, yeah. Not even just the playoffs. He hasn't put up a 100-yard game since October 15th versus the New York Giants. Which is crazy because a lot of people think he's a very good receiver, he, and he did not do. He like first half. Did of the he break season? a thousand yards this year? Uh, like just barely, like squeaked by. Yeah, and which, it was all off the first half of the season, which is crazy because there's some guys that in there that a lot of people hate as receivers that are not as good as Stephon Diggs in their minds that had better season. It's it's just he like he just fell off so badly down the stretch, and obviously that drop, like that Josh Allen throw was oh, absurd. That was monstrous. it was like 67 yards in the air or something. Oh, and he just flicked it out there too. And like Flawlessly. right, like yeah. maybe was a little short, but again, sixty-seven oh, yards like, in the air. On, How though. much further can you throw like, it? Really, it's not that you cannot blame the throw at all. And I don't like when people are like, ah, oh, he just kind of underthrew it. I'm like, dude, he just threw a seventy-five-yard throw, yeah. three was, quarters of the field. I'm sorry that it was two yards short. Like it's it's still a that was, absolutely 
mind-boggling throw. That was that was my takeaway like, from there, it. There's nothing that makes me more annoyed when an announcer's like, I ah, kind of missed it. I'm like, bro, he was getting tackled by three 300-pound guys mm. and just flicked it 75 yards. It was <laughs> like was, I'm sorry. Like, what, what else do you want him to do? Yeah. My take, my take is sorry just, he had to reach his hands out like this instead of just like this. Like <laughs> he, it was like someone on Twitter was like, "Well, Diggs had to slow down a little bit to catch oh the ball." Oh my god, I, there's nothing that makes you want to punch was, myself in the head. And, wa- watching the replay, his hands were here and the ball went here. I know it's like and come it's like, on. I, I hate that know. when they're like, "Oh, he's, he had to extend a little more than some people would like." I'm like. Bro, like, he's running away from four guys off his back foot and just heave hose it down there in the guy's lap. It couldn't have been a better throw. So, yeah, that was just frustrating because yeah. I saw that takeaway a lot, mm-hmm. um, is that it was Allen's fault that they lost. And oh, it that just makes isn't. me so angry. Um, but ultimately, I think if you want to blame one player, you take Stephon Diggs. If you want to have, like, an th- entire thing to blame the downfall of the Bills season on, it's the defense and its injuries. I yeah, mean, I don't think you say it at the defense as a whole was a downfall. I think it's just the injuries screwed him. The the defense, if it was they, healthy, would have been fantastic. Oh, absolutely. I think they would have I think they would have won that game. Easily. With the full defense. Easily. With um, Matt Milano, all those guys back in full health, playing their best. Yep. I don't see why they could they have. wouldn't have won. Yeah. Because yeah. the Chiefs ran the ball super efficiently, and I have this down here. The running backs went for a, a seven and a half yards of carry. Mm-hmm. Um so I mean the question for the Bills at this point, I think, is like how they're kind of screwed going forwards, because next year is the year where Josh Allen's contract really kicks in. He goes from 18 million cap hit to 47. Um, they're already way over the cap. I think they're fourth worst cap situation in the league, and it's like the Dolphins and the Saints are some teams that are above the them. The Saints are like minus 80 million. In Saints the are they're in their own league, yeah. so we don't even have to worry about them. Um, We'll like I said, for yeah, 40, 40, 43 million over the cap next season for the Bills. And they have a lot of key players. Um, I should Actually, I shouldn't say that. They don't have a lot of key players going to free agency. But Von Miller's still on the books. He needs to be gone. He was, like, invisible this entire season. Which is sad. Uh, yeah, I know. I it's guess tough. Y- your, your time comes. Uh, it was tough because I, I thought that, that was. to go for sure. He, yeah, I mean. I think you try and get another Shakir. Like in a draft pick, yeah, yeah. I just don't know if that's a luxury they have because they, if like, like, what is their draft looking like this year? Do they even have a draft pick? I mean, I think so. I don't think they made any big trades that would really. Although I don't know, I, I'm not sure. I shouldn't say anything actually. Um, that's what I mean. Like, take a risk on another young guy and mm-hmm. make Shakir maybe and Gabe Davis your two guys. Well, Gabe Davis is a free agent. That was one guy I was going to bring up. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. Well, I don't know if you can let both walk. And expect to be good again next year, but unfortunately, that might be the reality. The I don't think hit. I don't think Gabe Davis is getting re-signed there. I no, think he's going to be too much money, him. and they already owe too much money. So but you think both of them were gone? Him and Diggs, Davis and Diggs, uh, Davis for sure. I think they need to keep Diggs around just for a little bit because. I mean, when did he sign that deal? I don't know when his contract's ending. It was probably three or four years ago. Wasn't it right after the Minneapolis miracle? miracle. Yeah, I think so. So regardless, I think. Um, I think Shakir could be definitely the focal point next year. He, ha- I mean, he has been so far down the stretch. And him and Cook. I think it's – And Kincaid. Kincaid? Kincaid. I, I think they could get rid of Knox. I don't think they need both those guys. That's another thing you could clear some space. Yeah, maybe. Right? Like, I'd, I don't think Knox is making enough money to just get rid of him entirely, that's, though. Yeah. But, I mean, if, yeah. I mean, they are kind of down I mean, to it. I mean, Kincaid's like, on his rookie contract still. Yeah, because – So you're pay, yeah. virtually paying him nothing. It's like yeah. Brock Purdy. Like, you're paying them nothing. Because mm-hmm. – we all would know where the 49ers, what 49ers trouble is going to be in a couple of years when they have to re-sign Purdy if that's what they decide to do because mm-hmm. he's going to be commanding a lot of money. We'll just draft another guy at 
the last, last pick. pick. Yeah, exactly. And then it'll be fine. Obviously, if that's if they could have a glass ball and that's it's what's going to happen for them, then yes. But I mean, they might. Who knows? I think that's a good transition. Possibly going to the yeah. Niners game. Yeah. yeah. So uh, there's a few like teams that are going to be about the Niners a lot already. That's true. Too. Well, we can talk about the Packers. Yeah. I say we just quickly rip through the Packers real quick here because we haven't really went into that last throw. Uh, yes. Jordan Love looking like Brett Favre. I was going to say that throw. It's not the. It's not. It's not Detroit, man. It's the Super Bowl. Bowl. (laughs) And yeah, that was that was bad. I mean, listen, he's. I guess it was Detroit because they would have went to Detroit. That's true. Um, It was Detroit. (laughs) It should have been Detroit. Um, I mean, listen, Jordan Love. He's he's keeping the legacy going of losing to the 49ers in the playoffs and throwing bad picks. So. He, Although, like we said before, this was not a good Packers team on paper. No. I don't think this is an L of a season. Listen, I think this that's is a not even capital W for the Packers. And that's what I have definitely here. Definitely is. You weren't. They weren't supposed to be here. Jordan Love looked better than I think just about anybody would have predicted. Mm-hmm. Lafleur looked great. I would have easily not been surprised if they went three and twelve this year. Oh, absolutely. Or three and fourteen, or whatever. Whatever actual math is. Like you know what I mean? Like I would have been like, yeah, that was a bad season, but we could have expected that for the paper, like the team roster on paper. Could have easily been almost just as bad as Carolina, I think. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, they although Matt Lafleur's an unreal coach. Yeah, he's great. So uh, that's the only thing I think that maybe gave some hope to some people. Here is I think the biggest takeaway that is positive for the Packers is that you are free from Joe Barry as your defensive coordinator. You can bring in somebody else, and they're pretty much guaranteed to be better. Mm-hmm. So the defense should be better next season, mm-hmm. uh, I guess, depending on who they bring in and how they pan out. But Joe Barry was terrible, and I'm surprised it took him that long to get him out of there. But he's gone now. So for the Packers, yeah, you lost. Yeah, you could have won. But focus on the positives here. You're free from Joe Barry. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to move on to Ravens-Texans. I mean, I feel like there really isn't that much to say other no. than it was looking close at the half, and then the Ravens just pulled away. Mm-hmm. Um, Lamar looked great. Uh, it wasn't shocking. The Texans couldn't run the ball whatsoever. Mm. Um, yeah, and then we want to move on to Lions Bucks, kind of the same thing. I don't think there's that much to talk about. Um, Exciting like, game, pardon? Exciting game. Yeah, I thought. and I, I think I think that's kind of what we said last week too. Or is like that has the potential to be the most exciting game of the week. Um, obviously, ending on that Baker pick was tough, mm-hmm. but again, exciting for Detroit. Mm-hmm. Either either team that won this game, I would have been happy for. Mm-hmm. So. And kind of the same boat that the Packers are in, although not as positive because obviously they don't have a young quarterback to come in next season. But for the Buccaneers, again, they weren't supposed to be here this – they weren't supposed to make it this far. Mm. So um, good for them. And unfortunately, one of the points I had here, I wrote this before, Dave Canales got hired in Carolina, as I said, you got to pray that he does not leave and he stays on your team in some form, and then he got signed. So that wasn't shocking to me. Uh, He had a lot of buzz around him as a head coach, so Mm – Whatever. And then the last thing that we were talking about Mike Evans and how he drops like the easiest passes you've ever seen. And then and goes then just absolutely mosses. Off. Ah, so funny. That, I knew as soon as someone said that in the group chat, I was like, that's going to that's gonna ignite the fire. He's going to make a couple of nasty catches. Because I, okay, though I said Mike Evans when he has to catch an uncontested, uncontested ball with no defenders within 15 yards. And I sent a picture of J.J. Arcega Whiteside, which sorry for the stray there Mr. <laughs> Whiteside um, and then when he has to catch a ball with draped over or three defenders draped over him and then I put a picture of Randy Moss so it was like it's just how it works every season and then the other thing I have here is do you think good. he stays with the Bucks? I was that's one thing I was wondering that's kind of tough because Baker's not going to stay 
I think he's going somewhere else. You, you think, think so? so? Yeah, I think he resigns here. I, I don't think. So. I don't see why not. I don't think. The I don't Bucks... know where he would go that he wouldn't be a backup. Minnesota. You think he'd be started there? Yeah, yeah that makes yeah, sense. That's true. Him and Justin Jefferson could be good, but I don't see why he wouldn't resign the Bucks. I don't the think Bucks. the Bucks. I think he's going to command more money than the Bucks will want to pay. Um, and I don't think yeah. the Bucks are good enough to justify that. Justify a contract Damn, like that. That's kind of sad. I mean, listen, I love like them. The, in, but you think he, yeah. the, do you think the Vikings would justify that? I think so. I think if the if the alternative is signing post Achilles tear Kirk Cousins to a larger deal, I think they'd be yeah. more willing to shake. Uh, I don't know. Up there's a Baker. there's some room I think in the NFL that he could be good. Again, we've talked about the Pittsburgh Steelers situation. I wouldn't mind Baker Mayfield on Why my not? team. I wouldn't mind Kirk Cousins on my team either, though. That's yeah. There's a few veteran quarterbacks that are going to be floating around this offseason that I will I will hope that the Steelers at least pursue. Kirk yeah. Cousins is a Patriot. Because I think Martin that is Harrison a fail Jr. of massive proportions that the Steelers do not sign somebody this summer. They have to. They absolutely have to. Yeah. They cannot give that beep Pickett <laughs> another chance. <laughs> that um, fine gentleman, yeah, Kenny Pickett. Um, what was I going to say? There was something I was going to say when we talked about um, Baker. Or sorry, it was Mike Evans. Another guy that obviously in a perfect world, and I know it won't happen, but Pittsburgh Steelers, I would love Mike Evans as a one-two punch for I the Pickens. everyone would love Mike Evans on their team. Exactly. To be fair. So, but, like, I think he would do very well with the Patriots considering what quarterback what quarterback they decide to go with. Looking for T. Higgins. T. Higgins, T. Higgins, T. Higgins would, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's fair enough. That's another very good I mean, I would also be fine with Mike Evans, but... I think Mike, I, the thing with T is he's a couple years younger. Yeah. So you're getting someone for a little longer. Yeah. yeah. But um, again, I think Steelers could use a T or a – we just need someone for Pickens. Calvin yeah. Ridley. <laughs> you know what? If we're not paying him a lot, I'll t- give him a try. But you I don't could, think you could he, gamble I think he, on him. I think he just – he was so good the first two games of the season, and then he decided to disappear. So um, I'm. we don't endorse gambling. So, uh, um, about that, maybe not uh, at all. If if yeah. uh, we can move on to championship round and just kind of go through some points, um, save us, Lamar, please. Yeah, true. Uh, that's if that's how we want to start. Yeah, Lamar, please listen. If you want to, I've been on your I've been on your side for a while now. I've been I've been on the Lamar train for a minute. But this, if you want to like solidify yourself, I was as gonna a, say, do you think your Lamar train uh, sitch lessens itself if he doesn't win this game? One seed, if it's, if he best loses, team he's had in probably a long time, if not probably in his whole career. If he loses and he has a bad game, then yeah, it is going to be pretty disappointing for me. Mm-hmm. But I think if it, he loses because it's Mahomes doing Mahomes things and the defense just can't stop him, mm. I think it's like the Josh Allen thing where it's like, well, it's Patrick Mahomes. I was so going to say, I think do. this is like one of the better Ravens teams that they've had since I think probably it is the Flacco era. The best. It's like the best All defense around. in the league. Yeah. yeah. Um, but again, I could just unfortunately see a Chiefs masterclass. Oh, trust me, I can too. Yeah, but I think sucks. if if there's any team that can beat the Chiefs at this point, it is the Ravens. I know, but I just have this weird thing in the oh, back of my same. head that I know. Lamar Jackson is going to make a dumb mistake. I I don't even have like my thought isn't even Lamar Jackson like no I don't underplaying. Yeah, it's just Mahomes the Chiefs. Is that that yeah. too. I think it could be very similar to this Bills Chiefs game. There wasn't a lot of mistakes. No, no. I mean, the, obviously the fumble the, in the end zone. Yeah, yeah, was a mistake. Obviously, but and, I think well, offensively, okay. both teams <laughs> did a pretty good job. <laughs> we didn't even talk about the best play of the Bills game, the Demar Hamlin Disney oh fake punt. Oh, that's true, dude. That was <laughs> hilarious. 
That was a mistake, but then they got the ball back right after. So that was a yeah. That was a that kind of canceled out. <laughs> it was still funny though. Yeah, it was hilarious. The memes just, that came out of that were hilarious. Imagine how much funnier it would have been if it worked. That would have been so much better. Yeah. Um <sighs> back to that though, I think if if Lamar makes a mistake and they lose this game, this the the setup he has right now, the players he has, does that discount him as a player? If he, I think that is like a obviously he could still win MVP. It's a well, yeah, regular season award, and I think mm-hmm. he would. But, um, I mean, it like again, it's like you would have to like he would have to have a disaster game, and I think he has a lot more room for error than Josh Allen does. Mark Andrews is back. That's also true. So he's has. What I'm saying is he has, like he it, has yeah. it all. If like there is, he, there, there is no reason why it could not be his fault. Uh, we have a, another another newscast, newscast? and yeah. I have to go. Okay. So, okay. Should we just go Lions as well, real quick? Go Lions as say. well. And then very quickly, rattle off head coaching: Raheem Morris to the Falcons, Dave Canales to the Panthers. Called that one. Brian Callahan to the Titans, Jim Harbaugh to the Chargers. That's maybe the most exciting one. Um, we soon to be Bill Belichick to the Seattle Seahawks. I will not allow that to happen. I will intervene. <laughs> I'm not. You know what? I don't think that's that. the worst case scenario. He's a Hall of Fame coach. Yeah. But that's just my idea. Bum. That's okay. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you so much for, Thanks uh, for listening. Thanks, listening. Uh, sorry for the and girls. late and quick ending, but uh, thank you. Good night. Bye. Bye.